Vin Diesel, yes, we just watched Furious 7, and we're going to get deep about it. So welcome to I Like to Movie Movie. My name is Dan Scully. My name is Garrett Smith. And uh, we did this, uh, this is a kind of an experiment that I, I posted on Facebook as a gag, and uh, a bunch of people took the bait. Unfortunately, uh, things didn't pan out, but we were, are still able to complete this experiment. Yes. Um, I posited that I think it would be interesting if somebody saw... The Fast and the Furious, the original 2001 film. 2001. And uh, then did not see any of the other entries and went into Furious 7 with just the knowledge of the original. And, and so, guess who we found? Yeah, who have we found? Garrett Smith, this yeah. guy. <laughs> I've <laughs> never seen one of these movies. I think I saw 20 minutes of Fast Five like a couple years ago. There you so go. So I had a small flavor it's of what this primer. series would become. But, I still uh, think the experiment holds true. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I saw uh, The Fast and the Furious, the 2001 movie, for the first time last and night last around 10 p.m. Uh, and then woke up at uh, 10 a.m. this morning and went to see Furious 7. Boom. So. I watched all of them about two weeks ago just yeah. to get ready and... Uh, I don't envy you. It's wild. I, I, I'm envious of me. I wish I could do it again. It was, uh, and I, I guess I can, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, someone but hopefully you won't. Hope- furious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ho- hopefully you'll spend your time on other movies. I hope so. But I mean, if, if the eighth one comes out... Uh, we're, who are we kidding? When the eighth yeah. one comes out, I'll probably revisit five, six, and seven. Sure, I don't think yes. I can go back. Yeah. Because uh, this really is the end of that trilogy mm-hmm. of the five, six, and seven. So as part of our experiment here, yes. uh, the assignment was to write seven predictions about what would happen in Furious yeah. 7, as well as uh, one prediction as to how Paul Walker... The late great Paul, the the late mediocre Paul Walker, <laughs> uh, how he how he would be written out. Of yeah, how they would series. handle his real life death. And uh, so, I mean, should well, we get into it or should I'm we t- chat a little bit? Do you bit? think we should chat about the Fast and the Furious first? Like, yeah, ju- let's do you know that. what I mean? Just let's talk about my opinions about that and how I felt about it and stuff, and then talk about from there we can launch off to like, well, so what did I think Furious Seven was going to be? That works for me. I so, so the Fast and the Furious was not a good movie for me. Mm. I, I you know it, it was. Fine, it is what you know. It certainly lives up to its own expectations, if that oh, makes yeah. sense. You know, everything it sets out to do, it does fine, I suppose. Uh, it is definitely one of those weird movies where it seems like it was mostly just made to be made. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, even there's a reference to the FBI in that movie is set up in that like Malibu home, uh, not Malibu, I guess, but that uh, you know th- that like beautiful California coastline home. And there's a reference one of them makes, uh, you know, uh, Paul Walker is like, "What are you guys? Why are you guys here?" And uh, one of the guys says like, "Oh, it's some old actress's house or something." And it's mm-hmm. clearly like, "No, this was just a set you guys were able to get, and so you just like, and it was kind of stylish for the mm-hmm. time." So set it there. Why not? That's where the FBI hangs out. I think it was uh, this. This is something that I've often heard, and I yeah. agree with, is that it is just a uh, what's his name? Now I'm not gonna. Oh, uh, Corman. Yeah, it's a Roger Corman movie. It, it's it was just a you know. Uh, Gone in 60 Seconds came out last year. Yep. People do seem to be responding to cars. Yep. Maybe we can kind of, you know, just make a movie about that culture as we as we pretend to understand it. Yeah. It, it, and, you know, Paul Walker was your kind of James Dean kind of character. Mm-hmm. You know, he was, it was just one of those made with 
modern money, right? Which in two thousand one, and, and the director was Rob Cohen, mm-hmm. who uh, had worked with Vin Diesel for Triple X, right? Yeah, and yeah. so this was sort of a, a combination of of all of those things, and yeah. it's just a cheap adventure movie, kind of. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just I mean, it's it, the the so things I didn't like about it definitely were like I didn't think the driving was shot that well, and it's like mm. in a movie that's about racing, I wish that that stuff was actually like kind of compelling to look at, and it mm. you know mostly wasn't. In fact, they were trying to they were using like you know early digital effects to try and make the racing look really oh, fast yeah, yeah. uh and but the thing is also you gotta you gotta wonder um and i, I wish i could go back in time at yeah. the time that might be really well shot racing could be. in terms yeah. of what you know i my my brain now is infused with you want to see how racing shot watch fast five right, but right. in 2001 it would be like well gone in 60 seconds had one chase right you know so i i, I assume that there was a little bit of a uh, we want to we want to ramp it up a you know yeah yeah from yeah. that uh, and it, you know, the the story of it is one of those stories where it's like I feel like I didn't know any of the characters by the end of the movie. It was mm. like you know I, I just didn't care about anybody or anything, so it was fine. Uh, but the things that are interesting about it was like you know I know enough about what the series becomes, mm. and it does have the first opening scene is them robbing a truck mm-hmm. uh, as they are doing like some pretty incredible stuff. And, and what are they robbing from the truck? <laughs> DVD players, DVD players, Panasonic yeah, DVD uh, players. Apparently, millions of dollars worth of them. Oh, yeah. if the plot line is to be believed. That's, it uh, seems so paltry now compared yeah. to say. The Earth from Jason <laughs> Statham. Yeah, uh, and it, uh, but but it, you know, it is a pretty thrilling sequence. Them them robbing the truck, and it mm. is done with stunt driving, uh, and so it's that establishes the idea that these guys are like um, good drivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do. And they, when you they say dr- these guys, um, at this point, the only one of those guys that is still in the series is Vin Diesel. Well, no, technically, this is also Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so it, it it does establish you know the group quote unquote early on, but not really. None mm. of them. Oh, those are the only. We two. don't meet other players of the group no, of until at least what becomes the, series, the fast right? family yeah. which really the fast family becomes a thing in fast five right right i mean right. there's always the element of like you know the Toretto's are a tight family and all right. that but it didn't become hashtag family until <laughs> fast five yeah and that was when finally you know the characters we pick up along the way become part of it yeah yeah i just it was interesting that like those elements are there they're at play like for the series to eventually build to where they're doing crazy bank heists mm. it's like well it did start with them doing a heist you know mm. it's it's not like that's an element that didn't exist and they sort of added into it for yeah, fast yeah, five, yeah which is i feel like at least my perception from not having seen them, that seems the general persona of the series. Like, oh, it was about racing. Now it's about heists. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Da, da, da. Well, there's even, I always joke in, in Fast Five, there's a scene, like the only scene where there's even potentially a street race, and the, the actual race is cut. Oh, they show wow, up yeah. and they're like, oh, we'll race you car for car. And then it just cuts back to their base and they pull in in all these cars that they won. Yeah. And so the gag is like, it's a foregone conclusion. These guys are winning races. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Come yeah. on, they're the fast crew. Uh-huh. And so it's just funny that. As the series went, the racing aspect was not only, you know, uh, was not only just kind of moved away from, but phased out entirely. Yeah, you know, and it, it's really gone. Yeah. Uh, well, what else? That well, the first one does try to launch a culture around racing, yeah, which I don't know if that's accurate. It's the same as like when you watch like a Step Up. You're like, do people dance crew? Yeah. Is that a thing? It, it was. And really I don't strange. know if it's a thing. It feels like a product of its time. Yeah. But at the same time, it feels like a fantastical version of that oh, time. Oh yeah. You well, know what I, I mean? think it almost created that culture, yeah. or like a watered down version of it. People aren't actually out there right, having right. illegal street races. I mean, they are. They but are, not, but not, not like so this. much. Where there's yeah. oh, butts dancing around and butts and just butts. And all those butts, you yeah. know, there's none of that. There's a hilarious scene in the first one where they have this huge ir- illegal street race, and then you know it's over, and everybody's like, rah, 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 and then suddenly somebody hears over the police scanner that like, oh, there's illegal street racing going on, so and so, and they're like, cops, and then all of a sudden, 
80 decorative bright cars exit the oh, same yeah, yeah. street all at the same time as at cops high are speeds approaching. in race formations. Yeah, it's, oh, like, yeah. it's like oh, this doesn't happen anywhere. Well, you know? in the uh, in Tokyo Drift, they actually write around that really smart. Okay. Uh, because in, in that it's it's insane. Because of course they're going to get caught. Right, right. You know, any anywhere where that gaudy of yes. a group of people are getting ready to race, and they've apparently been there for an hour just chilling out on hoods and right. looking at butts. Right. It's like the cops would would know and uh-huh. be there. I mean, I. I know L.A. has its problems, but it's not a wasteland where the cops are completely busy taking care of all this stuff. In Tokyo Drift, there's a scene where they're driving down the highway, and uh, they get clocked by a couple cops. Mm -hmm. And Han says to Friday Night Lights, he says, hey, don't even worry about it. Their their cars are dealer stock. Mm-hmm. They don't chase us because they can't catch us. Oh wow! And yeah. like our cars are actually physically faster, so they just don't bother with yeah. with certain speeds. Interesting. So in Tokyo Drift, it's no, just go faster, and then yeah. then they won't even try to catch That's you. That's interesting. And yeah. it, it, it is based in a a true concept, sure. you know. But uh, at the same time, it was enough for me to just be like, all right, let's drift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> drift, of course, drift it up and drift yeah. out. Tokyo, baby. <laughs> Uh, the the other thing that was interesting to me about the Fast and the Furious is, and this is just something I know from pop culture, and I feel like most people probably know this about the series. It's about a cop and a crook uh, mm-hmm. becoming friends. Mm-hmm. That's to me that I just knew that that's what the series oh, yeah. is about. I didn't realize that's a plot twist in the first movie. Oh yeah, you don't know that Paul Brian, Walker's a you're cop. the cop. Yeah, you don't know. Okay, and the, one of the best <laughs> things about this movie is they reuse him revealing he's a cop twice in the movie Mm -hmm. and it is the exact same scene both times with the exact same dialogue that's so funny the first time he's talking to toretto's sister and and he realizes like they need help and he can provide it but only through his police resources (laughs) and so he just decides like all right i care about these people enough i'm gonna do it so he pulls his cell phone out he dials a number and as he's staring at her like with wild eyes he goes this is officer brian o'connor a serial number, blah, blah, blah. I need backup. Da, da, da. And then she starts like, kind of tearing up like, oh my God, yeah. that's who you are? Ten You're minutes later in the movie, <laughs> ten minutes later, he's with Vin Diesel. Something else has gone down. He realizes he can provide the help that is needed, but only with his police resources. Absolutely. And he decides, you know what? I care about him enough. And he pulls out his cell phone <laughs> and he dials a number and he looks him right in the eyes and he goes... This is Officer Brian O'Connor, serial yeah. number, blah, blah, blah. I need backup at blah, blah, blah. And they just give each other wild, crazy yeah. eyes. It like oh, cuts yeah. back and forth between them. That's so funny. It's I didn't even so think about funny. that. It's the exact same scene both times. Well, even that it's in itself is a classic of the old, just like grimy car movies. Uh-huh. Yep. You know, and I'm not saying that that's a common thread amongst all of them, but I think mm-hmm. it's a thing we've seen before of... Mm-hmm. Undercover cop yeah. is now deep undercover and is becoming friends, mm-hmm. and it's come to a head where the only option he has is to break cover. Yeah. And uh, you know, whereas his employers would say, "Don't break cover, mm-hmm. roll with it, we're moving in." Mm-hmm. You know, he's torn. You know, these people that I'm supposed to bring down, I like them. They're actually yeah. good people that are misunderstood, which is a conclusion that I've never reached in any of these movies. <laughs> yeah, these are yeah. terrible, murderous people yeah. who are, you know, for people who are so enthusiastic about family, yeah. they've ruined hundreds of families mm-hmm. via collateral uh, uh, fatalities. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, either way, it's still a thing where, you know, do, do I show my allegiance to the criminal underworld or to my job? Right. And it reaches the point where the cops are acting villainous, so mm-hmm. we take the side of the family. Right. And, and so, <laughs> Yeah, hashtag family. Yeah. 
that, I, that's pretty much my thoughts on Fast and the Furious. I was like not crazy about it, but mm-hmm. it was what it, you know what it, what it is, and you've said this to me before about it, uh, and, and it, this was definitely clear to me. It is enjoyable enough because it's so earnest and it's like Absolutely. not really cynical, and it's also not that self-aware. So mm-hmm. you're able to just sort of laugh at things like they have these three cars with glowing green oh, neon yeah, yeah, underneath yeah. them that they use to perform the crime, and when they finally you wouldn't need that when they finally <laughs> reveal where they've been hiding these cars, they've been hiding them. Outside of a building, oh, they're yeah, just yeah. parked behind a well, building. If I was going to drive in a black car at night, yeah. wearing all black, because yeah. my job is to look invisible so I can steal DVD players, yeah. not even Blu-ray player, DVD players. But, yeah. Why would I want neon lights on my car at all, no. unless I was in a movie mm-hmm. and I needed it to be cooler? Yeah. You know, it's it's so just insane. the fact they hide them outside, like oh, just yeah. behind a building somewhere. It's like you know, it's so absurd and dumb, but it it lacks a total self awareness of that stuff. Mm-hmm. That makes it just kind of funny and, and enjoyable. I mean, a lot of any car movie yeah. is, is okay, here's the plot, but we are trying to showcase some yeah. cars here. Mm-hmm. And I and I agree. I don't think Fast, The Fast and the Furious is... I mean, none of them are really good movies, I, I'd say. I was going to say, as we talk about Furious 7... They're just enjoyable. I, like, I'm going to tell you, it's not a good movie, but yeah. it is a really awesome, fun movie. Oh, which, yeah. It's which the original one is flick. not, I don't think. You know no, what I mean? No, no. Well, I think the original one is still trying to be a movie. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think that's why Fast 5 is... The, it's the first one that has a positive Rotten Tomatoes rating is oh, Fast yeah, Five, yeah. and it's because it it's because once they went deep enough into the pit of we're not being self aware, it suddenly was like if we make this self aware, we can reinvent the we can reinvent yeah. the wheel here and just go wild with mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and that has not only improved the quality of the movies in t- in terms of how entertaining they are, sure. but that's broadened the audience huge. Absolutely, I I had all but dismissed the series because I just didn't give a shit. Who cares? And then Fast Five, I saw on a lark with some friends, yeah. and we were like, that was fucking good. Yeah, that's what and I so remember now about it's that become movie. a huge, you know, a, a cultural behemoth yeah. in in a way. Yeah, I, and yeah, I I will I will defend uh, the Fast and the Furious at least on the level of like there's some cool stunts. Yeah, yeah, it's good stunt work. You honestly don't see that that much there, anymore. There's actually and a bunch of as a showcase for that. It's a total success, yeah. and I don't think it exists as much more than mm-hmm. that. Um, There's some very practical stunts in that movie absolutely. that are cool, and yeah. that and that holds true to even even now when they're uh-huh. flying cars out of planes. But, yeah, yeah, you know that's so it goes. Yeah. Uh, so, do you want? Is it? Do you feel that is enough discussion of Fast and the Furious to move into? Based on that viewing of just that movie, my predictions about uh, Furious Seven. Absolutely. Um, Let's let's do let's do yours first, the ones that aren't informed by a series of movies. Yeah, and see if maybe we get some correct stuff out of it. So, do you, should we hit them one by one and discuss them, or you want me to run the list and then and let's and let's see how they how they play? Okay, hit so that, hit that first the, one. The, they're kind of jokey answers. Like this one definitely didn't hold to be true, but this is so true of the first movie. I uh, I so one of my predictions for Furious Seven is that at some point someone will bet exactly two thousand dollars on a race, and every character will have exactly that much money in cash currently uh, on their person. That does happen. It's uh, in the first two. In the frequently. first one, yeah. the only bet anyone makes is two Gs. Yeah, every yeah. bet is two Gs. And every time, everyone that wants in on the bet has exactly that much money in a wad of cash in their pocket. And lo and behold, no races in this movie. Uh, yeah, not, <laughs> no, not a one. There's one little thing at Race Wars that doesn't count. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. which we can get into the Race Wars I, conversation. <laughs> yeah, I guess because the movie crazy. doesn't is the thing. None yeah. of the movies do. It's just there, there is an event yeah. that exists in the world of Fast and the Furious called Race Wars, <laughs> and it is not differently raced people battling one another in the streets. It is people having race wars. It's strictly people racing cars oh, yeah. and they never even try to Most address the fact that Most people just refer to that as a race. Yeah. Yeah, but this is a race war. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. It's, yeah. You know, 
it is absurd that they don't even but try and address then that. Again, but that I, is a term that was made in 2001 with the original <laughs> yep. movie. And whereas, yes, we were still somewhat in the post-racial mentality where we knew it was a thing, the conversation has since become deeper. Yeah. Not to the point that the term race wars should denote a racial battle. Right. But that it does conjure that and yeah. that any scriptwriter would be like, let's just come up with a better title. You yeah, know, like, exactly. let's just come, let's, I couldn't believe it when that. they said yeah. it in The Fast and the Furious. Oh, and yeah. I was suddenly, I was like, oh, maybe this movie has like some other layers to it that are about to, nope, nope. they never investigate that at all. No layers. There's no. not even a single layer. No, no, no. Cars. Yeah, there's not one. Cars. Yeah, right family. now we're at Cars. We're not even at Family. Yeah, yet. we haven't even reached Family yet. We're just at Cars. <laughs> just at Cars. Uh, so yeah, that didn't hold true. That, that was not a prediction. That That's a good true. prediction. Uh, though, based on the first one, I'd say it's a I, solid guess. It, it, yeah. it happens like three times in the first one. It was oh, so yeah. funny to me. Uh, okay, so this one didn't end up happening either, uh, and I was a little disappointed by this, but maybe the series didn't hold true as much as I thought it would. I thought for sure Toretto and O'Connor would make crazy eyes at each other while shouting at some point. That uh, seemed to be some. I was that seemed to be the relationship. You're in the correct first one. in that as a prediction of. Fast and the fu- uh, sorry, Fast and Furious, Fast Five and Furious Six. Okay, those, yeah, those are all true. Yeah, like I, it seemed like their relationship would always be a little competitive, butting heads, mm-hmm. kind of like we're from two different worlds. We're gonna rub against each other a little bit, you know. They become much friendlier as the yeah. series goes on, and it just comes down to there's like even in Furious Six when the the baby baby Paul Walker mm-hmm. is first introduced, he's always giving him a cool like. Uh, you know, his type of racing car sure. as a toy. And then Toretto's like, yeah, but he's actually a Toretto. And he gives him, you know, an American muscle toy. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so that's like, they're constantly like, w- they agree that we're from different worlds, we're of different styles, but we still have the same values, those of which being cars and family. <laughs> yeah. And then it always ends with them going off into a race like, we never got to settle that race. Yeah. And then, pff, roll credits. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Know, that's that's a thing. Yeah, that's uh, the 10. I, th- I thought for sure there was going to be a reference to the 10 second car. I don't know if you remember oh, that yeah. from the oh, first yeah. one. That's how it ends. So I believe in the sixth one there is a reference where he's like oh there's that 10 second car you were looking yeah, for yeah. in one of them they do i don't yeah. know which one's which i thought there would be a callback about that so that one did not hold true in this mm-hmm. one actually because obviously I, I think in the wake of paul walker's death there there was uh i'm not sure but i would imagine a little bit of recutting of this movie too oh there was a lot of that that, yeah. that relationship in this movie was established as strictly like a we're brothers mm-hmm. you know there there was no competitiveness to it really i didn't think in this movie mm. uh actually the, this brings me back before you jump in yeah in go the ahead first movie there's a great moment it's after they all scatter at that first race yeah and uh brian o'connor yep. picks up dominic toretto yes. even though they you know it is just helps him out yep. when they get back to the house mm-hmm. uh god rest that house's soul yeah uh, when they get back to the house everyone's partying and they're all drinking uh-huh. and they're like oh you brought the the buster here yeah the buster and he's yeah. just like the buster got my back when all of you ran home yeah, yeah. and then he goes around the party and he collects half-drunk beers Coronas. from everybody. Oh. Well, well, we'll get to the Coronas because the line is the reveal. He collects all these half-drunk beers and he's like, oh, you want a beer? And instead of being like, no, I'll take a fresh beer, please. Yeah. Not one that has been in a sweaty, hulking car racer's hand for the last hour that's half drunk and warm. Yeah. He doesn't do that. He gladly accepts one of these beers. He's like, you could take any one you want. As long as it's a Corona, yeah, yep. you're like, oh, they paid for this. Oh man, there's a the, the first movie has tons of advertising oh, yeah. in it. There's a Pizza Hut car that pulls yep. up to one of the street races yep. for like no reason at all. <laughs> there's a ton of that stuff. It's it's pretty funny. I uh, just love the idea that he's not like, no, you can you can give all those old beers back. I'll I, take a fresh one. Please. Actually, I'll do you one better since I just watched it. I know this for sure. It did make me laugh that he like he was trying to insult that other guy by yeah, taking yeah. his beer from him and giving it to the Buster. Yeah and, yeah, and that guy clearly was very upset by this insult. But the beer he hands him is sh- definitely a fresh Corona. Oh, it yeah, it yeah. is full of beer. <laughs> it looks deliciously cold. He it's but this guy has definitely been sitting there for a while for hours. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
Uh, all right, here's the, here was my next uh, one. Oh, this one held true. Uh, g- g- roughly. Toretto will tell a somber story about his past while a piano tune mostly out of place in this movie plays. Uh, that is a thing that happened totally out of place in the first The Fast and the Furious movie, oh, where yeah. he reveals his history of beating that guy to death with a wrench and which going he's to clearly come to terms years. with in Furious. Because now he's just beating the shit he's out of Jason Statham with wrenches. Fight. Yeah, it's <laughs> insane. It's insane. And, and and they actually do, at least having seen the series, play that as a moment of yeah. of like redemption for him, where it's like he's cool with the wrench again. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Made pe- you know, I I can kill again. <laughs> <laughs> he totally has a Reginald Val Johnson Die Hard moment uh, where he finds the strength to beat someone with a wrench again. <laughs> but there, there is <laughs> the, the, that's one thing that having watched the whole series, the ethical code oh, that yeah. is it, it all gets shelved under family. So we go, yes. oh it's okay. But like their ethical code is fucked. Uh-huh. It's completely fucked. It's butt fucked. Yeah, it's awful. I, the, uh, it was just so funny because it's so out of place in the first movie. There's like this really somber piano music playing under oh, yeah. it when he tells this story. And so I was like, that's got to happen throughout the series, right? That's got to be like Vin Diesel's thing is he's because he's the he's the head of the family. He's the alpha that once a movie, he sort of breaks down and has sort of a real moment with everyone. Mm-hmm. That definitely happened in this movie at least once. Oh, he yeah. started monologuing about something and piano music started to play what underneath part? him. I'm trying to remember I, what I, his I monologue remember, was about because it happened. I think it was about Paul Walker needing to go home to his family. Oh, uh, okay. Am okay. I right about that? Does that Actually, sound right? Even, even in the closing scene can right. sort no, of this, be a thing like yeah, that. Yeah, but, but this happened uh, earlier in the movie and I think that's what it was about. I don't remember exactly, but I think... Th- or it was maybe when he was dealing with um, Rodriguez's character, her yeah, amnesia. yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I'd say in some way, shape, or form that did it definitely happen. happen. You know, yeah. I, I, when it happened, I was like, yes, I yeah. remember like <laughs> to being like, yeah, this definitely happened. Uh, all right, my next prediction. This one definitely did not hold true. I was surprised about this, although you know, uh, I think because Paul Walker died, this didn't happen. Uh, I I thought The Rock would be more of a main player than either Toretto or O'Connor. Mm-hmm. Be only because what I know of the series is Fast Five became a huge hit when everybody started to hate on the series. And a lot of people were like, The Rock was awesome in it. He was a thing that people talked about. And I was like, I would imagine they would move the series more in the direction of his character being mm-hmm. sort of a main player and everybody else maybe falling to the shadows. Did not happen in this movie at all. In fact, I, they I, mostly write The Rock out of the plot line in this movie. I think that he probably... I would say that that perhaps the Paul Walker thing affected it, but I was thinking about that too. I think it would act, it's actually a smart move, regardless of that, yeah. to write him out of it because in you know in Fast Five he's the bad guy, yeah, 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 he's chasing the family, right? And then in Fast Six he kind of you know is on the you know and by the end of course they become, he's the Brian O'Connor of Fast Six, right? Like he well, falls in, for the in family. Fast Five at the end they kind of you know he makes peace with it. Yeah, you know I'm going to give you 24 hours, but then I'm coming for you, Toretto. So like, yeah, they yeah. respect each other, but they don't like each other. Yeah, and then in the sixth one it's. Oh, I have a mission that's perfect for the family. Yeah. So then he's friends with them, and I feel like those are really the only two permutations you can do with his character. Mm-hmm. So to th- to give him an awesome opening sequence, yes, throw him to the side, and then bring him back for the close. Yeah. You know, may have been a product of Paul Walker's Could've death. Could have been. But I also think that it may just have existed like that because it. When You're I think probably of it like right. That it does make sense. Yeah. I, I feel like it would seem almost cheap to be like, well, we can't give the series to the Rock, right? And the you inclusion know? of Jason Statham and some other new players yeah. oh, is yeah. like. You can't. The movie would be unfocused, probably, if there mm. were all of these. You know, it would it would be the Expendables if it oh, was. Yeah. You know, everyone all together. And I mean, that being said, though, you can tell there's three distinct movies mashed oh, up yeah. in this. Yeah, and they do a good job juggling them. Kind um, of whether whether they wrap it up, it doesn't matter because yeah. of course this isn't the end. But, right, you know, right. It's never goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we'll get to that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's a. Uh, 
you know, it's definitely a mess in that term, but I think they made it as cohesive as, as it could be. Yeah. And the rock, the absence of the rock helped with that. Yeah, I think so. And actually, bringing him back in at the end of the movie to sort of tie a bow on top of it mm. really helped, I think, because the the plot line in this movie is like very much a mess. I, cu- I, I honestly, I don't think I could explain necessarily the sort of villainous plot line of this movie that they're trying mm. to thwart or how they're going it's about kind of doing that. It's a side that. plot that they've run into yeah, by accident. You yeah, know? exactly. It's, it's one of it's, those. It's just, it's, sort of, it's just a convoluted plot line. Yeah. And, and these are these are clearly movies where plot line is set to the side anyway for the most oh, yeah, part. Yeah. You know, it's, set pieces it's exist all, first. It's yeah. all in service of getting them to set pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, they des- that whole God's Eye thing, which is ridiculous, is specifically designed just so that racing can be something they have to do oh, yeah, throughout yeah. the movie to keep people on the move and keep them out of sight. Keep you them know in what cars. I mean? Yeah, exactly. Got to keep them in cars. Yeah. That's uh, the key. But uh, that's probably the biggest hurdle writing a script for one of these movies is yeah. being like, we have to get cars into this. Somehow. Right. Exactly. How do you we? Know, ra- how do we do that? How do we justify? And it's like they barely do it anyway. But that's the best you could do anyway. It's like how do we even remotely justify that they need to be using cars for yeah. any of this? Oh yeah. You know, uh, which is fascinating. The the series revolves around just the storylines. It's. It's almost non-existent. It is strictly there just to put them in cars. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm happy for it. I, yeah, no, it's, That's it's what fine. I want. That's yeah. the thing. It's fine. But it is a mess. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. a, it's straight up a mess. I I don't even really understand the resolution they came to necessarily. Mm. You know what I mean? It's I think of, everything that was bad was blown up. Yeah. And everything that was good was family. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, hold on. How many more of these do I have? One or two more, right? Uh, oh, this made me so mad that this wasn't true. Okay, so this was my prediction. No one will make mention of the quaint cafe Toretto used to own. Uh, the first movie centers on this cafe that yeah. Toretto owns. Toretto's. So, Toretto's, <laughs> which was so funny to they me. They sell this, shitty tuna. Yeah, yeah. Um. That this like character that was suppo- you know that is supposed to be this like brute street racer owns a quaint little cafe oh, in, yeah. in, uh, in L.A. It pays the bills so he can work on his car all night, every night. Yeah, yeah. Forever. Yeah. Uh, I, I was like, I guarantee this series has gotten completely away from that and we'll never even hear I about it. And they, then, of course, they brought it up. If they, if they got back to L.A. and it was just this huge like Applebee's franchise, yeah, like, come yeah. on down to Toretto's and they sing birthday to you. Yeah, yeah. Everybody gets a car cake for... <laughs> Everyone has to wear bald caps, yeah. all the employees. <laughs> uh, when they cut to the uh, the wedding flashback to Letty, yeah, because um, they, they were never outright married. Uh, is that married. from That's a movie? A, no, that was a okay. reveal in this movie. Okay. They were never actually married. But uh, they definitely both got married in wife beaters, just saying. Oh, yeah. Uh, when I, you're when you're getting when you're obtaining a wife and yeah. you do it while wearing a wife beater, mm-hmm. that says a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's an interesting thing. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea that was like a reveal because yeah. I I, w- I just assumed it was like a flashback to another movie. Mm. They're just together. Yeah, generally. You know, but right. Yeah. I mean, that's how they establish her in the first one. Is she's she's just his his, his girl, girl. Yeah. his piece. Yep. Uh, okay, I I hope this one makes you laugh because I don't know if this held true for the rest of the series. I sincerely hope it's in at least one more movie. Uh, I wrote that this movie will feature uh, that uh, a barbecue will solve any first act meathead misunderstandings that are used to give the guise of steaks. There were no barbecues in this. Does that happen throughout the rest of the series? Very much of it. I yeah. mean, it always ends up like home is a barbecue. Yeah. And there's actually a running gag throughout the whole series is whoever eats first has to say yeah. grace. Yeah. And that's the thing. And like Tyrese gets caught in it once mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, you ate the wing. You got to say grace. Yep. And then they all I thank you for cars and family. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, they yeah. Do, and then everything's good. Yeah. Because that, that I think disappears after the fourth 
fourth one okay. and then just becomes the pre-credits at five and six right, is we're right. all gonna have a barbecue together okay okay uh, yeah because that was so funny to me that they essentially like one of the big problems of the first act of the fast and the furious is that one of toretto's crew doesn't like brian oh, o'connor yeah. it's okay he dies in fast five so well, he's out of oh here. really yeah, that's yeah, funny yeah, that he's even still in the series <laughs> up to that point well he's not he just shows up in fast five so that they can kill he him. has an inexplicably black baby <laughs> and then he he gets killed it's the weirdest thing that's so funny yeah. uh him and paul walker yell at each other a little bit that's it's, what yeah. was so funny to me is like that was like a stake in the movie for oh, like yeah. the first act and then it is literally solved by him shame like he literally his head is hanging he's looking at the ground as he walks to the backyard where yeah. everyone's happily having a barbecue and alpha toretta looks up and he's like you hungry and yeah. he's like i gotta eat i gotta eat <laughs> and he's like Ah right, man, have a seat. And that's how they get rid of their beef. Yeah. That's it. The beef is gone. It's they're good. The now. beef and the chicken and yeah. Coronas for everyone. Coronas for everyone. That always bugged me. In Fast Five, there's a scene where they all get together and like get drunk the night before their big heist. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. No. Yeah, like, I'm not into that. Ill prepared. Yeah, that's a bad idea. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm drinking yeah, was, and driving generally. Bad I was idea. sad there wasn't even at least a barbecue of any kind. You know what I mean? We get as mm. close as we get to that at the very end, but we'll. I'm we'll kind of glad though because then I would have been like, I gotta go get some barbecue, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. that didn't happen. That was nice. Yeah. All right, so this is my final prediction and ties into my prediction of how I thought they would handle the the Walker thing. Okay. Uh, so my final prediction was that because uh, I don't know if this carries out throughout the series, but this was a big plot point in the first one. My final prediction was Toretta will make it clear he'll die before going back to prison which is a thing he says literally four times oh, in yeah. the first one, that he'll die before going back to prison. He did a hard time for that wrenching. Right. Uh, and so my prediction about Walker's departure from the series was that he would sacrifice himself to make sure that didn't happen. Okay. That Diesel would... And actually, very specifically, I thought what was going to happen is they would be put in a position where Vin Diesel may have actually have to pay for his crimes that he's committed over the series of these movies. Uh, and so he was... Uh, but in the midst of an action sequence where he could potentially die as well. Mm-hmm. And so Walker would actually sacrifice his own life mm-hmm. to save Diesel not only from death, but also having to go to prison for life. I'm into that. I, I thought that I'm would be that. how they would resolve it. Mostly because say, they made such a big deal about that in the first one. We didn't say it up front, so I'll say it now, and we'll put it on all of the posts that we do of this. Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah. this is We're talking about how things were handled in Furious 7. Yes, yes, yes. You know, yes, yes, yes we'll yes, post yes. that when we post yes, it. But, yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I... Uh, Right off the bat, uh, when when they announced that Mia was pregnant with a second child, yeah, I was like, oh, they're not going to kill Paul Walker, right? You know, that was it. Kind of became clear, but the whole time I was still kind of hoping, I get, you know, and sort of expecting maybe they would in a way of sacrifice. Well, and we and we we talked about this a little bit off podcast, but it, it, one of the interesting things about the movie is because I just anticipated that they would kill his character in some way. There were huge stakes throughout this whole movie. Oh, yeah. They, every time they talked about his baby that he was going to have that he may or may not even know about. I was Which like, I don't oh. even think he does at the end they, explicitly. She does. She, she yeah. does say, you're going to be a father. She, oh, oh, yeah. She says, oh, on yeah, the phone. And, a, and, a, and a baby girl. Yeah, yeah Even yeah, though there's yeah. no way we can tell that because I'm not even showing it. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. Uh, but they, uh, I, I was just, every time they talked about the baby, I was like, whoa, they're really going for it. I wonder if this was in the plot line to begin with or mm. once he died, they were like, let's amp this stuff up. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Let's make it hurt child let's you know make it fucking yeah, hurt I was, so i was like whoa i was like really anticipating that to happen you know uh and then um every time he got in a death-defying situation which happened over and over again in this movie as i imagine it does in all of them but a lot in this movie i was mm. like this could be how yep this is this, it this could be the one this is the one yeah but luckily he is as indestructible as the rest of them yeah yeah 
Is that all your predictions? I, that's it. That's all seven predictions. All right. So my first one came true right off the bat. This okay. is a prediction that was right. Uh, Hobbs and Dom declare their friendship outright. Uh-huh. And that was something because in, in, even at the end of six, there's this ridiculous scene where they, they are meeting face to face, but they're not face to face. They're looking over one another's shoulders, talking behind the other one. It's okay. a weird, like, homoerotic alpha male thing yeah. that doesn't play except for just awful humor that's yeah, unintended yeah, yeah. but you know where it's just you know i guess i guess you earned my respect oh he's like i, n- I never thought i'd trust a criminal i never thought i'd trust a cop yeah and yeah, they just yeah. do that kind of a thing but i kind of figured in this one they would declare their friendship outright and right off the bat yep. when uh the rock is in the hospital and he says to his daughter this is a this is a toretto he's a uh he's an old friend yeah yeah, like, yeah oh yeah. there it is so check that one check uh, this one didn't come true, but sort of came true. I thought that Letty would announce her pregnancy. Oh, And that uh-huh. was in fitting with me thinking Paul Walker would die because right. he'd sacrifice himself for the family, yep, yep, knowing yep. that Dom would take care of me and the kid, but instead me as the pregnant one. Yep. So, you know, um, this, one is, this one couldn't be more wrong. Uh, it will be revealed that Jason Statham is not actually a true villain. And that Kurt Russell is the one pulling the strings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought that that was a thing, but uh, Jason Statham is just pure evil. There was even a moment in the movie where I they I thought they were sort of getting there. Yeah, I, like yeah. I sort of thought they were like there's oh you know what it was there was a moment uh, where uh, 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 Kurt Russell gets shot mm. uh, and he winks at one of them. Yeah, did you see that? And I was like. That wink seems weird to me. That's out of place if he's not going to reveal that there's some villainous plot he's oh, in yeah, the midst yeah. of it was as just this is all going on. Vest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just had a bulletproof Yeah, vest. I was like, ugh. So I, om- I almost, again, I almost wonder if that was maybe somewhere oh, more, in yeah. an initial plot line of this that there was going to be a twist with him being a villain of some kind. Could be revealed in eight. Could be. We never know. Uh, I mean, uh, But I, I, I did, I was glad that that didn't come true because I really liked the fact that right off the bat, I mean, literally, the opening scene is Jason Statham uh, post having destroyed a hospital yeah, in was, one of the previous transporter cra- chapters. I know, it was a crazy opening. He just says, it's personal, I'm pissed, and you can't stop me. Yep. And from that moment, it is completely 100% personal. He's evil, and he takes joy in it. Yeah. And so he is just villainous. It's a vengeance there's, story. Yeah, there's, there's yeah. none of... None of what we like about Statham, which is like he's a little too hip for it. Right, right, right. He just is evil. He was doesn't great give a in fuck. This, I thought. Really was. And yeah. he was he was big too. Yeah. I thought he looked a lot bigger. He, yeah, he was a he force. Was good. But you know what they did with him that I loved? Everybody in this movie is a big fucking brute. You know what I mean? And Statham is not. Like he was definitely bulkier in this than I've seen him before, but he's still not a brute. That dude's kind of a little dude. And so they just had him be like a tactical fast oh, yeah. fighter. Oh, and that's always been his thing. Yeah. Even in the the transporter, yep. he's surrounded by dudes that are, you know, the big Russian security mm-hmm. guy, but he just he knows his shit. Yeah, He's yeah. street smart. Yeah, exactly. He's just like a smart, tactical, fast fighter. This one is also not true at all. I thought it would be revealed that Han is not dead. Oh, interesting. Because it seems that throughout the series, anytime that they kill someone off that's of the family, right. they don't show it. Right. It always happens in a shadow or off right. camera, and they never actually showed him And they have blow since up. brought characters back from the and dead, quote-unquote, technically speaking. I thought that it was going to be one of those where he would come back and be like, oh, you thought he killed me, but I'm actually, you know, Yakuza or some shit, and <laughs> it was all planned. Right. You know? Um, this one, this one is, I actually think that this may be something that was written out. And that's a bold claim, uh-huh. but it just makes sense. I thought it would be revealed that Kurt Russell's character was Brian O'Connor's father. Ah, uh, yeah. I really thought that was going to be a thing. Yeah. Um, they mentioned throughout the series he has an absentee father uh-huh. who's not there. Yep. Um, him and Vin Diesel bond on the fact that they were not, you know, Vin Diesel's dad was in jail, I believe is right. what, he, uh, what he states. And, um, yeah, I just thought that was going to be the thing. 
And there is a moment in this movie where Kurt Russell is like talking to Vin Diesel. He's not talking to Brian mm-hmm. O'Connor, but he's talking to Diesel in a car. It's after he gets shot and he reveals he's got the vest on. Mm-hmm. And he, he says something very melodramatic to him. Yes. And I was like, is he about to reveal he's his father? I thought so. Which I was like, this wouldn't make any sense. He can't be Vin Diesel's dad. Oh, yeah, that doesn't make sense different. at all. And then he just makes a joke. Like yeah, it, it just yeah. turns out to be like a weird punchline. But it was just, it had this tone oh, wait, of like. What did he say? He uh Oh, it was about the beer. It was. You should really try that Belgian beer. Oh yeah, he was very big into Belgian, Belgian white ale. beers. Yeah, yeah be- that's so funny. Yeah, and uh, but nope, Corona. Which there is a great scene at the beginning where he goes back to his. Uh, he brings Vin Diesel back to the Kurt Russell warehouse. Yes. to kind of say, hey, you want to do this mission? Yeah, and which is weird because Vin Diesel in all of the movies goes, ah, I don't know, and it always takes a bargaining chip. He's gung ho in this. He's yeah. ready to do it. There's no resistance. I thought that was weird actually. And yeah, it's in all of them. He he kind of like oh, I don't want to do this, and they throw another chip on the table. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, now I have to. Yeah. In this one, it's just he's mad. Yeah. And, and which works for me. That's I guess that's, that's true, fine. Actually. You know. Yeah. They make this movie definitely a vengeance movie on almost everybody's part. Absolutely. You know? It's just he's pissed and yeah. it's it's time. And uh, but yeah, he he brings him back to his warehouse where he has a tapped keg, uh-huh. and he's like, oh, you know, those monks were right. I don't know about the whole celibacy thing, but they could brew some beer. Yeah. And he's like, try this Belgian white. And he and, uh, Toretto says, I don't know, I'm more of a Corona guy. So he just reaches behind a tool a tool shed <laughs> and picks up an ice cold Corona extra labeled bucket of <laughs> Coronas. Yep, <laughs> insane. And I believe he makes reference to like uh, like knowing a lot about Toretto or something yeah, like yeah. that, as if that's one of the things that you could find in a file about Toretto. I'll tell you the truth though, if I was tasked with making a file about Toretto, yeah. that would be in there. I mean, it's very <laughs> clear in this series that he likes Corona. Uh-huh. He's very forward about uh-huh. that. It's not just like you know, oh, I'm friends with him. I know he happens to drink Coronas. Right. He is constantly shilling his love for <laughs> Corona to others. He's spent six movies doing it yeah. up until this point. So. Yeah, I guess that's. I mean, if you want to call it an explanation, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, this one, got? this one came true. Uh, at no point will any characters partake in a street race. <laughs> that is uh, absolutely true. I mean, there was race, race wars, wars, but that's technically but not a street race. That's not you, a street. You want to call? I, it. I meant in terms of yeah. like the street race where they get there and there's butts yep. and there's colorful cars and someone's like, "This is London, baby," and then yeah. they, you know, that didn't happen. Yeah. And uh, boom. And this one I thought was going to happen and I think could happen in in 8 because they started to establish it. I said Tyrese will actually fall in love with a newly introduced female character. Oh, And yeah. so I thought, because his whole thing was he was just a player. Yep. And he always had these awful lines yep. that were like really just crass and, and affrontive. But, you know, hey, baby girl, you want to... He says to Giselle in one of them, he's like, hey, baby girl, nice legs. When do they open <laughs> in, in one of them? And then she points a gun at him and says, about two seconds after I pull this trigger. <laughs> and so I, and I don't know which one of those is more alarming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That he just is like super rapey or that she wants to kill him then fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, but, you know, so I really thought that they would actually give his character a relationship sure but they did introduce a new female character yep. he did like immediately single out yep. but it seems it that there's like a brewing it competition it looks like luda's yeah. gonna get it and i i would pick luda hey, between the two of them yeah. especially when he beat up that dude in front of her like it was no thing uh-huh. and uh that was uh but then she kind of dropped off as a character too but she was you know, uh i believe on the beach at the end with the family she was on the beach yeah. at the end so i think that establishes her as now a, a new part of the family she's in, she's in the family yeah. and she's also just stuck between tyrese yeah. and Lou, but uh, sorry between roman and tej <laughs> yeah. and uh so they they didn't really you know pursue that right i like that that's but i there. imagine that's a setup and i really like the two of them as a comedic duo yes, they yeah. play off each other well so to have them in a 
you know, self-construed love triangle competing for the same woman is something that could be funny and developed. Yeah. I thought that was going to be a thing. Yeah. And then this is my, I'll actually read this word for word, my prediction as to the departure of Paul Walker. Yes. Brian O'Connor will be put into a situation where he must sacrifice himself to save Mia and his son. This will be his heroic exit from the series. He will knowingly make the sacrifice and make Dom promise to take care of the family. Yeah, that makes sense to me too. Yeah. But that sacrifice made the most sense to me. It was like if uh, you have to take him out of the series and you have to take him out via death, which for some reason we all assumed they would do. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like that's the most <laughs> appropriate way to do it, or 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 the way that celebrates Paul Walker the mm-hmm. most, right? To have him sacrifice in, in a series about family, have him sacrifice himself for the family in some mm-hmm. way. Um, At the end of the day, though, there's a piece of me now that I know how it ends. Yeah, that in keeping with. I think the reason why this series has such longevity is partially just because it's marketed brilliantly. Yeah, yep. I mean, they know how to design it to be entertainment. Yes. But one of the things that I like about it is that there is no cynicism. Right. You know, it is completely just earnest. It's it's definitely the most racially diverse cast in mm-hmm. terms of main characters and gender diverse and all of that. Like, it's, a, it's a, just a positive movie that oozes positivity. Yeah. And even when it gets to the point where it's like, oh, it might be some objectification here, or some shady racism here, it's not because it's so earnest and so non-cynical. So yeah. to... To kill off Paul Walker and leave the family empty, right? To me, would be a somewhat cynical move yes. that might betray it. That I didn't see until afterwards. Now right. that I know that he was just essentially retired, yeah, um, and, and done so in a way that that is absolutely not cynical. It, no. it was filled with love. Mm-hmm. And as as weird as their ethics are in this movie, as weird and as just cheesy as the whole family thing is. It really does seem to come from a place of absolute earnestness. Yep. And and you can tell these people care about each other off camera. They and all love of that. these movies. They love making exactly. these movies. They and love they, working together. With each other. Yeah. And so for that to bleed through into the movie, I think it would have been a poor move to kill him off. Yeah. You know, and whereas I am still completely honest to the fact that I was almost hoping for a good kill off uh-huh. exit. That is still the inner cynic in me. Yeah, you know, instead I was giving something, given something else, and it literally something brought me to more tears. You meaningful, know? I think. I, I never thought I would be saying this. <laughs> I, I, I wept at the end of Furious Seven. I, I, I have not. Movies haven't made me cry in a while, and this one did it. I haven't cried the way I cried at the end mm. of this movie in years. I, like, it felt like good. <laughs> Interstellar made me tear up. There yep. was that that scene between uh, Matthew McConaughey and, and his children, not even between them, where he's observing his children, mm. leaving him messages. That definitely brought uh, some some. That tears. had me well up. Yeah, but this had me dripping down my face. Uh, I it started welling up, and I was like, man, I can't believe I'm welling up at this oh, movie. Yeah. I was it killed that cynicism. I it was did legit <laughs> bawling, but I swear to God, I was really crying. And you couldn't have been alone in the theater because uh, I was crying. I guarantee you. Oh well, the dude in the bathroom. I was saw his the eyes. biggest <laughs> blackest dude crying his eyes out in the bathroom. Family. He was just wiping his eyes. He was like, "Man, all those cars." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. They handled it so beautifully. I thought uh, it. I think part of my reaction to it was very much like a a like this is such a beautiful tribute to a man, mm-hmm. uh, and I I I it hope made me I want to know Paul Walker. Yeah, I mean, I hope that I, I live a life that w- would warrant something absolutely like that. 
you know? Mm. Uh, and I was also thinking about it from, like, this sounds weird, too, but, like, from Vin Diesel's perspective of, like, a guy that I'm sure became his best friend, you know what I mean? Like, or or a very close friend of his. He named his daughter Pauline. Really? After I didn't Paul know that. Walker, yeah. He just had a daughter and named her after him. Uh, for him to have a movie now uh, that he can go back to for the rest of his life where he gets to look his best friend in the eyes uh, after he died uh, mm. and say goodbye is I'm like I'm like kind of crying I'm, right I'm now <laughs> uh, thinking about it. It's it's really really beautiful. It's so good that that's like oh man it, it like uh, was Paul Walker in this year's Oscar memorial? I, I don't know. I didn't see the memorial. The I don't end know. of this put every like memorial reel I've ever seen to shame. Yeah, I, and and what's weird is like I've never disliked Paul Walker. No, no, he I've was never just a guy that I was like oh yeah he's in movies. I didn't care um, about Paul Walker to be honest. I thought with he was actually wonderful in Running Scared. He I've does a really that. good job. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, he wasn't like, like, like when, uh, I'm trying to think of a, of an example, like, like when, when, uh, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman died, uh-huh. that was one of those things where I was like, oh, I was a very big fan of that yeah. and I will miss him, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I, I understand that there's now a gap in art where he was yeah. and I couldn't imagine possibly feeling that about Paul Walker, but I, I'd say I feel it even more so <sighs> Yeah, partially because, you know, I, I now understand his place in the Hollywood machine and how uh-huh. well he fitted uh-huh. and uh-huh. I've heard stories now about how wonderful of a guy he was. Yep. I mean, he died coming home from a charity event yeah. that he put on. But just the filmmaking on display at the end, yeah. even empty of all of that information, yeah. was so well done and well put together that I think even someone who wouldn't, even, who didn't even know who Paul Walker was, sure. didn't even know that he was dead, would still be moved in some type of way by mm-hmm. that. It, it it was really truly phenomenal filmmaking. Yeah. at the end of what was just a popcorn, you know, good totally. time. Yeah, you know? I, I mean, and James Wan is a great, great filmmaker. Yeah. Uh, he's very creative and energetic. But that was that was like some really metered dramatic stuff, and if ever you know his movies have always been niche. Uh-huh. But now I I would feel comfortable if someone said, "Here's a new James Wan action movie. Here's a James Wan drama." Yeah, I would I would be totally pumped for both. Yeah, you know, like I, I'd see it. It, it was uh, I I just I was so impressed with the way it was handled, and it I mean it had a legit impact on me, mm-hmm. and I I can't believe I am. I'm probably gonna give Furious Seven a three star review. You oh, know, it's got mean? Like, four to five for me. I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I gotta ruminate on it a little bit, but oh, yeah. I, I, most likely this is gonna get a three star review, and it will be one of a small, small list of movies that has brought me to my fucking knees. Yep, you know what I mean? Like really it made was brutal. me brutal. And and not even brutal and not brutal in the way that it was like we're trying to make you feel. No. Uh-uh. It was so filled with love uh, and, yeah. and compassion that I I couldn't help but like I wanted to like call my mom uh-huh. you know and just give her a hug and oh crazy it was beautiful it I was, didn't but you know <laughs> yeah yeah it uh, I mean I we're we're only we saw this movie like three hours ago basically yeah. and and I still. Feel it. I, I don't know how to explain it, but it's it's like still coursing through my body. Well, if you're listening to this, you've seen it. Yes, and yes. you you hopefully feel the same way. I, I can't imagine not feeling a little something. I I thought for sure I wasn't gonna because I I read other people other reviewers say like, hey, it brought me to tears, and I was like, okay, fuck, you know, like oh, yeah. I'm I'm sure that it did. You fucking movie. I'm reviewers. imagining myself at 17 years old, having seen the Fast and the Furious, which I watched on a blockbuster rental tape. Uh-huh. Um. I would imagine, you know, poof, a puff of smoke, and here's me at 30 years old, and I yeah. say to myself, would you believe not only that there are going to be six more of these movies, yeah. but the last one will re- will reduce you to tears? Yeah. I'd be like, fuck you, you pussy yep. old man. 
out of my parents' yeah. house. The last and one, here I am. It totally happens. The last one will feature Vin Diesel getting hit in the head with metal and oh, sparks yeah. flying off of his head. And we'll bring you to tears. I don't know if we can confirm that. I have to see this again yeah. because I am positive he it gets makes hit sense. in the head with a big piece of metal and sparks fly off of his bald ass head. I want to believe it. I have every reason to believe it. I just can't confirm it I because I didn't see it. swear that happens. But when I close my eyes and picture it, the scene doesn't feel complete without it. Yeah. And if ever, if it isn't there, if ever a director's cut where something gets edited in and post yeah. needs to happen, I would submit it to that. Listen, it's the only explanation for why he's not bleeding yeah, right? uncontrollably after getting hit that hard with a big twisted piece of metal. Well, he, uh, I mean, he survives a lot of stuff. He, he drives off of a cliff. He lifts an armored a car cage, at some so point good. in this movie. Oh, yeah. That would give me a slip disc, a hernia, and I would have passed out a the spot um oh and i also wouldn't have lifted it more than an inch off the ground no. if that he lifts it up like it's no thing and then drives through two giant buildings uh, yeah that, it's insane. Uh, there are spectacular set pieces in this movie oh, yeah. uh one after another in fact one of the best chase sequences i think i've seen in a long time mm. uh like really kept the stakes up for a very long chase sequence mm. uh really really fun um yeah most of the action was was fun action but uh, we did talk about this a little bit i i wasn't i i'm not I'm not totally sold on Juan as an action director necessarily. I, I, not that I'm not sold on I'd him. He makes he's a good action new. movie. Yeah, it, it, it's it, clear that he's new. It has a little bit of that, like ah, I'm not always sure what's happening here. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And that's always a little bit disappointing in an action movie. Mm, I like, hate that. Like in a Tony Jaw fight sequence, I shouldn't be fighting to sort of see where his punches are landing. Oh yeah, that you know should be I mean? a broad. I mean, that's one of the things that I always. Uh, like the reason why Casino Royale worked so well for me yeah. is because that came out right after the post-Born thing. And like uh-huh. content-wise, I've enjoyed the Born movies. Uh-huh. I don't really like those movies. Sure. I think that they're poorly made. Uh-huh. Um, I and, think and the third one is exceptional, actually. The, the third one is where Greengrass really learned his... Uh, it's really the second one that I have the big oh, issues with. Is such a mess. Because I cannot see what's going yeah, on no. at any point. That movie's really And messy. the third one has segments of that, but it did. it's a little bit more broad. But I just overall, the, I know that mean, style doesn't work for me. Yeah. Casino Royale at the very the very opening scene, it's all widely shot. Yep. It's parkour based, and it's this incredible chase sequence that you know it's there's no cheating. It's right. the same way that we use CGI to, as we said in the past, like look what we made it look like we did, as opposed yeah. to we we did it and filmed it. Yeah. you know that type of action filmmaking says we did it and yeah. filmed it. And even in Fast Five and Fast and Furious Six, I'm gonna get these titles all the way through. Yeah. Even even those there are beautiful stunt work that is widely shot and yeah. it's a big broad piece and you can tell like oh we added a car here we added a car here sure, but like sure. there's a stuntman doing this and doing that and this was lacking a little bit in that yes and um you know but i i still think that uh it was not bad you know the it didn't take me out is an of awful it. version of this yeah yeah uh this was cer- yeah it did i was never it didn't taken take out me out the, and there was a lot of fight uh choreography that was i mean even the camera choreography yeah. that was done very well really yeah it was I, super cool we talked about but, he's uh, got this move that i've seen in a few other things but he really used it a lot in this and seemed to almost perfect it is that rolling camera oh, with yeah, a rolling yeah. body well the way it works is it it goes to a profile shot yeah. and when someone does a flip the camera follows their flip yes. it, it's stays with them so that we see the whole screen do a flip yep. and it's really cool and it's uh you know and it, it's not shaky cam Mm-mm. it's a locked shot you know yep. it's it's camera tr- you know just camera showmanship yep. there were a couple tight scenes like that and, yeah. and like i said with something like casino royale it pulls back and that's why that looked so awesome mm-hmm. and i think that's what made 
five and six so much fun as they did a lot of that. He seemed to be trying to mix those two styles because yeah, there were yeah. some good shots where he pulled back on it a little oh, bit yeah. and really revealed. Like, I think some the good... the fight scene, the opening fight scene with the Rock and Statham was beautifully shot yeah. almost all the way through. Yeah, and it was mostly wide stuff. The only thing that took me out of that is I was like, wow, they're going to go through every piece of glass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. They're fine. That, and that one actually for me is a good example of where he's mixing those things. Like oh, it yeah. has a lot of tight hand to hand stuff and some wide stuff. And where it gets tight is where I got a little bit like, ah, you. You are not the best at this, yeah, yeah. but he's also not the worst. Like I have seen oh, way yeah. worse versions of that, you know. Well, and I think that what what bugs me about it, and maybe this is me being presumptuous, is that style where it's you know so choppy and stuff, yeah. isn't it, it? To me, it reeks of we couldn't choreograph this right, right. so we're just going to cover it yep. with with making the camera the action. That's how I feel, too. And like the fight scenes, to me, should be the choreography. I mean, yeah. if it was just a static shot and a well-choreographed fight, I would not care. That would be no, awesome. That'd be great. But I do understand the idea of wanting to flash it up. Yeah. Where I give Juan a uh, correct, you know, a forgiveness for the times that it didn't work for me is it didn't seem like it was ever employed in service of painting over a poor, chore- no, poor yeah, choreography. No, yeah, I would agree. It was just, it was just a mistake of, of how it was shot. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, it didn't look like laziness. He was like making flashiness to cut. Co- yeah, exactly. It wasn't yeah. flashiness to cover laziness. It was attempts at flashiness that maybe yep. didn't work as well as as they should have. Yeah, that's or like could have. N- not to talk about the Bourne movies too much, but the thing that I I like one of the things I like about the third one so much is he did sort of perfect that fast cut fight style yeah, yeah. in that movie. That movie still has that that weird, which I still I'm not totally sold on that super fast cutting of punches and yeah, stuff, yeah. which I think in filmmakers' minds makes each punch like more impactful. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, it's much more perfected in the Bourne Ultimatum. Like Absolutely. That is a really good version of that style of fight where I actually was still able to follow everything and feel the impact of everything. Mm. Uh, Juan is somewhere in the middle there. You mm. know what I mean? Like he's somewhere between uh, the Bourne Supremacy and the Bourne Ultimatum. Oh, you, yeah. you know, he's like he's swimming and in I the middle. I think you're really somewhere. helped into, at least in the opening fight scene, you're really helped into it. I mean, if anybody knows how to make a fight work it's the rock yeah i mean there's a man who knows how to at least he, he has a career in in pretending to take hits yep. and pretending to fight and yep. so that that and i mean statham's post transporter now so it's yeah. it's there and so that the choreography there was strong oh yeah yeah but uh no it, it, there were there was some messy stuff yeah and even in the the vin diesel uh statham fight yep. at the end the wrench battle yep you know that actually the by cutting it across the whole third act and layering it with another scene they didn't have to get to those tight things yeah. because it was like, oh, we come back to this, we check in for 30 seconds, yep. and there's a couple bruiser moments, then we go back to the car chase. Yep, that actually really and worked That for me. does work. Yeah. You know? and, and what was weird is, I think we both had the moment, yeah. it cut back to their fight at one point, it was like, oh yeah, they're still fighting. Yeah. And normally that feeling comes with a, oh yeah, they're still fighting. I wonder what they were doing this whole time right. that we weren't watching. But instead, it was like, oh, yeah, they're still fighting. Sweet. You yeah, know, like yeah, it, yeah. It, it actually it was, felt fine. It, yeah, it was so funny. It was like it literally it is probably the longest fist fight ever on film, In the, but not all of it's on film. Oh, yeah, you exactly. Know I mean? It occurs over the course of 35 minutes. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's <laughs> almost the whole third the act f- fight sequence, uh, set, set piece, action set piece. By the time they cut back to it the fourth time, I literally turned to you and I was like, oh, this is still happening. Oh, yeah. I forgot that this was even part of the plot right now. And it was awesome. And it was, but it was still awesome. I was still excited to see them continue to hit each other in their bald heads. Oh yeah, uh, that, that's the that's the best part is the now that Paul Walker's gone. Yeah, and uh, Sun, Sun Kang guys. is gone. Like, yeah. there's not not a lot of hair left in this crew. Yeah. I think that's why they brought that new girl in. She had this wonderful wonderful head of hair. Tons of hair. And uh, yeah, because w- all that's left is Tyrese. Uh-huh. Um, Ludacris is no longer rocking his too fast, too furious fro. No sir. He's, he is shaved uh, down to bald. So. Yeah. No, no more. Uh, all of our action heroes are are going bald. Yep. 
That's actually kind of depressing now that I think about it. I know. Bruce Willis yeah. is fully bald. And now they're they're trying to sell us on, uh, what's his name, that played his son in the fifth Die Hard movie oh, that nobody yeah. wants. Dave Topper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He actually looks to me like Dave Topper and Patrick Graves had totally, a kid. Totally, yeah. Because uh, he's, he's about to be in something, like the star of something that I'm like, come on, man, that's the guy that's the star of oh, this yeah, movie? Oh, yeah, Terminator 5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, come on, you guys. I mean... He's one of those guys that that I'm, I'd be willing to bet somewhere in there there's a good actor. Yeah, I don't think he's been used yet. I saw shades of it in Jack Reacher. Oh yeah, um, right. He actually shows a little bit I of forgot, depth yeah. as as a villain. Um, he still is just that that yeah. archetype. He's unlike the Sam Worthington that, yeah. that w- they tried to pitch on us and he kind of just disappeared. Mm-hmm. I think this guy has something that we haven't seen yet. As I said, we haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not sold on that, dude. Yeah, I just we don't have good action stars right now. Uh, but no new ones that I can think of. Just the Rock, baby. There's no because you need the charisma too. You know what I mean? Like mm. I, I, they are they're constantly putting guys that are physically what we would want an action star mm-hmm. in movies, and they never have any personality. I think that's what makes me like things like Crank over things like The yeah. Transporter, is that Frank Martin, the transporter, mm-hmm. he doesn't really seem to have charisma Mm-mm. per se. He's just kind of doing he's doing his job. Yep. Um, whereas uh, Crank, whereas Chev Chelios, Chev Chelios is a character. Yeah, you know, like we love Chev Chelios, yeah. and even though those movies are are completely, you know, insane. super aware and insane, you know, his character does have a wink and a nod to it. Yeah, and so. You know, and and actually, one of the trailers we saw before of uh, Fast uh, Furious Seven was the new uh, what was it called? Uh, uh, the transporter. Oh, uh, 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 refueled. Re- okay, oh, <laughs> rebooted. Yeah, you know? refueled. But uh, that was one thing that I think they had added to this character was he seemed to be a little bit more of a smart mouth kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, whereas Frank Martin, the transporter, as I understand he's him, pretty stoic. Well, he's he's stuck in this situation, so yeah. he's just doing it because he needs to finish his job mm-hmm. and. You know, fuck it went bad again because I opened the yeah, package. Yeah, this I guy broke seemed all to enjoy it a little bit. Maybe yeah, he by was the trailer? he was having fun with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that and so maybe that there's a launch there. Could we'll be. See what I happens. Know, we'll see. Uh, th- I, this was sort of fascinating as an experiment in like, yeah, we have the Expendables where we brought back all the old action stars together, including Statham and, and some others and stuff. Well, let's but play this a game. feels like a better, a way better version of that to me. Oh yeah, just pulling the best modern action stars into a into a franchise together and and having them beat the shit out of each other. Hell's yeah, give them good, you know, and it's. I wouldn't say that the the stories are good or bad because it's not much of a story. But no. I mean, the plots at least work hard to justify what they're doing. Yeah. Whether it's you know, and of course, there's we we take it with a grain of salt. Like, well, of course, you know, cars is the only way to accomplish this yeah. non-car f- uh, you know feat. Right. But at the same time, they really do take pains yep. to write to you know it, it doesn't just happen. They do write it in there as ridiculous as it is. Uh-huh. They just understood that we've taken the reality out the window pill and are willing to do it. And I'm gladly willing to do it. Totally. Yeah. You know that's that's. I honestly that's probably why they hired Kurt Russell. It's like <sighs> we got this script with this fucking God's eye idea in it. I am oh, yeah. not sold on this at all. We got to hire somebody that. Everyone will want to listen to talk about this bizarre, Absolutely. stupid fucking plot and contrivance. Kurt perfect for that. Yeah. He was the one action star that was different from all others because his characters were always ready to be the butt of the joke. Yep. And he was willing to do it. And Put he always on. played Put a with dress game. on. Like he, exactly. Yeah. Yep. He's, he's, he's absolutely into it. And, it. and to me, it makes him, you know, a fun. I mean, fuck, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. He's essentially the sidekick. Yeah. But because he's framed as the, you know, as the lead guy, yep. uh, Jack Burton. Mm-hmm. You know, but I don't think I, I would. I would suffice to say that until The Rock, there's probably not an uh, an action hero. I don't think Stallone would ever be. 
he would probably in a movie just be like, listen, I don't want him to do that. He's right. not the butt of the joke. Um, I, you know, Schwarzenegger would probably, ah, I'm not into that. Right. And because and, and it's true to their character. Right. Whereas Kurt Russell, like, he's not afraid to be goofy. Right. And I think that worked for him yeah. in this because he looks older. He's, yep. he's an older guy, but he's clearly working with this character oh, in yeah. some type of way. Yeah. He's clearly having fun with it. And, and he really, essentially, as this final script came out, you know, as it was rewritten, and, you know, it seems like he had a bigger part. Mm-hmm. But even so, his character does get saddled with much of the exposition oh, yeah. of this weird third adventure that they've kind of just stumbled into. Yep. And it works. Yeah, You know, it it's does. fine. He, he's able to carry the audience through that, I think. Absolutely. You know I, mean? I want to listen to him. Yeah. It's fine. Yep. He yeah. can almost outright explain it, and very much does yeah. at a lot of points. It works. Yeah, and it, it works. It's actually it was a really good choice, I think, to to cast. So in let's that role. let's play this okay, game. Sure, yeah. All right. So too fast, too furious. Yeah. Uh, which member of the fast family gets introduced? And tell me what happens in the movie. Okay, I'm fairly certain that is where Ludacris joins. Ludacris the does join. Uh, is, does Tyrese join in that Tyrese one too? Tyrese is the new Vin Diesel in this one. He's oh, like okay. the partner. He's the main character besides Paul Walker. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Is Vin Diesel not in Too He's Fast, Too Furious? not in Too Fast, Too Furious. Seriously? He didn't see the franchise potential, I don't think. Whoa! This was also when he was doing things like he was in movies that were real movies, you know? Yeah, like... Because uh, the first one launched his career. Right, Lie to Me and that kind of stuff yeah, was yeah, maybe yeah. coming out around that um, time. Find Me Guilty. Right. Oh, no, that that might have been later. But either way, this was a point where, you know, Vin Diesel had been in Boiler Room. He'd been in Saving Private right, Ryan. Right, right. But, you know, this made him a name. Yeah. So why would you even... Of course you'd go on and try and do something else. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. made, like, Man on Fire. Black, not Man on Fire. Kind of uh, uh, I forget what it is. There's, It's not Man on Fire, but it's a simple... It's Walking Tall? Like that. Was he in that one? No, that, that was The Rock. rock. That was uh, the rock. But there's one like that that Vin Diesel was in, right? Yeah, yeah. And he did a couple of those. Yeah. And you could tell they were trying to launch yeah. him as the new action guy. Yeah. I mean, we were still looking for a Schwarzenegger replacement, yeah. and it was yeah. him and The Rock. And it turns out to replace him, we had to put him together. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, so he was not in it, and it That's was Tyrese. Fascinating. So you want to take any sort of a guess as to what the well, story is? Well, if he's is? not in it... Uh... I mean, is Paul Walker even still a cop in it? I would imagine after the events of the first one, he would be stripped of his copness. You are onto it. Uh, okay. there, he is stripped of his copness, as okay. they say. Is that the official way to call that? <laughs> yeah, he is stripped yeah. of his copness. Badge, gun. O'Connor, you're stripped of your cop- <laughs> copness. <laughs> uh, you blew up all of Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. Again. Yeah. <sighs> cop, gun, <laughs> copness. Over. All your nos, give it to and me now. And so the, the cops that he works for say, oh, listen, there's... Uh, you know, there's, I think it's a drug runner or something, mm-hmm. and uh, we uh, they, we need someone who knows cars. Oh, Jesus, you know? okay. And so, so it's another undercover story, it's but another he's undercover not actually story. a cop, he's working for the they're cops. They're going to, yeah, they're going to they're gonna lift his charges, as oh. well as his good buddy Tyrese. They'll reinstate who him. He, he's just like, oh, I have an old friend that, that can help us with this, mm-hmm. Tyrese. Okay. And he, uh, you know, says, hey, will you lift all of our charges if we go in and Whoa. do this? So they go into Okay, do it. so that's the plot of that yeah. one. Okay, all right, all right. Would you like to take a guess as to the, what the big action set piece would be? Of the second one. Yes. The second one was still about racing and stuff. Yes, some I mean, extent, they do have right? to get into the underground of racing because some criminal is a racer. I forget what the specifics of it is. So I'm going to say that the set piece in the second one is somehow a racing set piece. Mm. It's a racing set piece, but at the end of it, they have to ramp their car off of the road onto a boat. Oh, my God. It's, it's that Seriously? old tragedy wow. thing, yes. All right, so here we go. Okay. Uh, uh, fast, The Fast and the Furious colon Tokyo Drift. Yes, the only subtitled Fast and Who do we introduce? And, I mean, this uh, is where Han obviously gets introduced. Han is introduced. Uh, and I would imagine is the only character that carries over from, the, from this Well, until movie. Seven. 
Uh, oh, right, yes. Yeah. Uh, Friday Night Lights is in there. And Okay, it's called Tokyo Drift. You told me a little thing about cops before. I would imagine it's just about underground street racing and, and, and maybe gang warfare? A little bit. That has to do with the underground street racing? A little bit. And, and if I remember the trailers, the set piece would just be a circular parking garage? Oh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's... What it is is a young American man who loves yeah. muscle cars and yeehaw. Uh-huh. Uh, he gets in a lot of trouble, uh-huh. and so they send him to live with his dad, who's military, and he lives in Tokyo. Okay. And so the whole thing is like, listen, you go to school, you come back. I don't want to see you near cars, blah, blah blah. So of course he gets involved in the underground racing scene through his friend Little Bow Wow. Uh-huh. He's introduced, never comes back except for Perfect. just the reusing of the footage in in this one. Yep. And uh, the uh, yeah, that's it. It's a drift racing thing but they also piss off you know the the nephew of a yakuza guy okay and then it all comes down to listen we want out one last race (laughs) but of course the big set piece is you know the tokyo Times square kind of thing that big intersection with tons of people a drift happens through there that's your big (laughs) Uh action set piece so they drift through there and it's Uh Honestly, it's because it's at that point in the series, they were just trying to brand the name yep. and just go. Because essentially the reason they did that was because they thought Paul Walker was too old. Right. Vin Diesel wasn't coming back. Right. Uh, let's do this. Although, correct me if I'm wrong, they actually got Vin Diesel to come back. They did because the movie tested very poorly. Yeah. And then they said, well, maybe if we link it into the rest of them, we can do that. And Vin Diesel said, yes, I'll do it. But executive producer mm-hmm. on all further Fast and Furious mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and I want funding for my Riddick series. Whoa. And the, he didn't get all of it. He actually had to put up his house to make Riddick. Wow. And if you ask me, it was worth it. That movie kicks ass. Yeah, I haven't seen any of those um, movies, actually. They go up and down, but yeah. Riddick is so badass. Yeah. A lot of fun. But yeah, he. I mean, Vin Diesel, from what I understand, is smart about that kind of stuff. Yeah. But he's also a nerd at heart. Mm-hmm. He really wanted to make Riddick. Yeah. He, he really liked that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, also at that point, it was a, hey, this is the series that launched you. Yeah. And it... It's clear that there's interest here. Mm-hmm. We can franchise it. So they added a scene at the end where he shows up and says, I used to roll with Han. Yeah, and then yeah, they yeah. peel off and that kind of a thing. Yeah. All right. So they referenced in this movie. They do reference. Yeah. They go to that scene, yeah, but yeah, they, they excise actually, yeah. that scene. And Friday Night Lights ages 15 years in a single cut. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because in, in Tokyo Drift, he's supposed to play a 17 year old. <laughs> and when he's talking to Vin Diesel in this, it's clear that they're both well into their 50s. Yeah. So it's like a <laughs> weird thing. But yeah. It's it totally it's fine. Yeah. You know, it's it's everyone gets a little chunkier itself. So. <laughs> uh I have no idea how to predict the fourth one because I know the fourth one, the big deal with that was the reuniting of Paul Walker and, and yes. Vin Diesel. They're all back. Um, and I imagine Michelle Rodriguez Oh, this is the one where she dies, isn't yes, it? Michelle That's Rodriguez dies. The big dies. plot line in that one mm-hmm. is that she somehow dies through the course of the And movie. believe it or not, uh oh, you don't know Giselle. She came in for yeah. five and six and died in six. Oh no. She shows up, she's the girl that ends up hooking up with Han. Okay. But in this one, she's like super like really, really hot for Vin Diesel, but he okay. won't do it. He won't oh, do right, it. Right, won't right. do it. And uh so this one has, yeah, the reunion. Uh I believe uh is Tyrese in this one? I was gonna ask if either Ludacris or Tyrese comes remember. back for Fast and Furious. Do you even remember the plot line of this movie? I, do, I, I never do. hear anyone talk about this movie. This is probably my least favorite yeah. of all of them. Um, let me double check that. Fast and Furious. I really don't think Tyrese is in it. It's a uh, yeah no there there is no Tyrese. Uh, this one is and and uh, Han is in it oh. at the very beginning. He does make uh, reference to uh, you know I want to get to Tokyo hmm. and then he's not in the movie so we assume he went to Tokyo. Right, Although right. in five he's still there and they're like I thought you wanted to go to Tokyo and I'll get there one day. Yeah yeah. Okay. So revealing that these are all prequels essentially. We're going to gonna indefinitely yeah. hold off his death. Yeah. Um, 
In this one, the way that it works is there is a drug runner who uses car racers to run his drugs across the border oh, okay. of Mexico. But he's hiring new uh, new racers. So they want to send and them so in And so they undercover. have to race for it. So they send him in undercover. Lo and behold, guess who else wants a piece of this action? Dominic Toretto. Interesting. And so blah, blah, blah. You know, now he he meets up with Mia again and all that stuff. And want to take a guess as to the set piece? You said, uh, it's, okay, wait. This is going to sound absurd, but could it be the race through the Grand Canyon? It's kind of like that. It's a race through a mine. Okay. But the mine is also the border of Mexico and America. Yeah. And so they race through a very tight mine. Interesting. And it's just a very poorly done thing. Is it really? It's not. I mean, it's a lot of fun, but because it's all in a tight mi- yeah. mine, it's all in single file. Yeah. And th- you don't get that. It suffers from the fact that we don't get a feel for the set piece. Yeah. Yep. We get what's going on. We see that, you know, you know boom, the, yeah. the pedal gets pushed, the gear gets shifted, and then the car moves faster. And, you know, you can tell what's going on, but there's just no stakes to it because mm-hmm. it's it just feels undercooked. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels... Mm-hmm. But it, it is exciting, you know, yeah. that kind of a thing. But, yes, this is the one where Letty dies. Oh, and um, right. You know, and she... But what's funny is that the way that it's shot is she flips in her car mm-hmm. and this guy walks up and he points this gun at her and then you just hear the gunshot and it's all off camera which mm-hmm. was smart mm-hmm. because we find out later that of course she crawled out of the car he shot the gas tank and the explosion blew her to safety of course and um you know blah 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 so that is that is fast and furious that was the one that was marketed as the gangs all here yeah yeah you yeah know, even though they that. weren't yeah it was just the original people right the, essentially the original two came yeah back. vin diesel's back uh and uh jordana brewster's back right, right. You know, that kind of yeah. thing uh, yeah, I, I feel like that is the one I'm least excited to have to go back and sit through. It, I mean, it, it has its merits. It yeah. is fun. There are exact silly moments and all okay, that. Yeah. But it's definitely the closest it comes to that cynicism. And it, I was going to say, it's not as self-aware as it gets by five, right? That's it's not still at all pre self-aware, the self-awareness, yeah. right? Five is, that's the reason why five, I think, took off, is yeah. that it, it realized, like, we don't have to be realistic. Right. People are coming. Right. Let's just, let's just go, let's do whatever we want. Yeah. You know, let's do anything. Yeah. All right, so five. Uh, who, okay. who was introduced? So The Rock gets the introduced, Rock. and they reunite, I think, pretty much everybody. This is where we yes. get Tyrese and uh, Ludacris back, and they have all, I'm sure, tons of fun explanations explaining why they need each of these characters oh, as a part of what I believe becomes... Wait, how does this work? I believe the fifth one, what I know about that is it's a heist movie of some kind. Yes. And I w- I'm going to assume... That it's not a heist they want to perform, it's a heist they are somehow coerced into helping perform, or perhaps are actually trying to thwart. It's a it's a want to perform. Okay. Um, it's one last job. So oh, can, it's a one so last they job. They can get story. out for good and live out their lives. All right. Because after a parkour sequence that would clearly terminate any pregnancy of anyone involved, <laughs> uh, while standing in shit in a sewer, Mia reveals, "I'm pregnant," <laughs> and then they're like, "Well, shit." But luckily, the person that they're stealing it from is this evil, corrupt leader in uh, Rio de Janeiro. Right. And he's bought off all the cops, Uh a fact that they use to, like, very hammily cover up the fact that many of the cops just get fucking killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um... They they are going to steal money from this guy okay. so that they can. Oh, they so can that's do how it. they get away with making it morally justifying. It yes, is they're stealing from a bad guy. They're from Robin the Hood guy. Him, yeah. yeah, it's uh yeah, and they're trying to. Uh, but at the same time, uh, 
uh, the Rock is chasing them. Right, he's from some government task force that's trying to prevent this trying from Trying to happening. bring down, yeah, he's trying to bring them down, but he's also trying to bring down this bigger guy. Okay. And so they're just kind of, you know, a casual machine. Casual that, yeah. Exactly. And, um... Trying to remember how. Oh yeah, and so yeah, and then oh yeah, and what's the big set piece? This one, you know. Okay, this is the safe being drugged throughout yes. the city, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that I'm definitely familiar with. And they they actually have a great line because it like the way that it works is is two cars are pulling a yep. giant safe by chains, and as they're driving, and it, to tell you the truth, in terms of keeping the physics, you know, realistic in in that much of a sense, it is there. You know, mm-hmm. they they do take pains to absolutely, you know, make it. it, it it's fake, but it, you don't go fake. Yeah, it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. that's crazy, unrealistic. But, yeah. you know, it, it's played. The physics makes sense, yeah. more or less. And uh, they do this one line where Mia is the, since she's pregnant, she's sitting out. Yeah. She's just watching uh, on, like, a monitor. She's got a monitor watching all this stuff. And yeah. she says the line, you've got every crooked cop in Rio on your tail. Because she knows through surveillance that they're all crooked, crooked cops. Yeah. And that way we feel okay when this safe is just fucking crushing people. Yeah. That's I'm into hilarious. It. Yeah, I I really want to see that one. This this is where that's I start getting that's interested. That's the one in the that series. that that made me a fan of this. I've heard series. it's like an absurd. It's like a it's like a masterpiece of absurdism. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's it's pure and it's so much fun. Yeah. It's so many you know so many stunts where like <laughs> they like there's so many things that they survive in that movie that if if it happened to me. My like for the next for the rest of my life, I'd be like, oh, we just met. Let me tell you about the time yeah. that I did this one thing. But for them, it's just like, yeah, you know, yep. cars, man, family. Just, just go a day in my car. Uh, no bruises. Awesome. <laughs> uh, I believe this is the one, too, where Vin Diesel uh, is chained to something and he just busts out of it with strength. Awesome. So that's his first show of superhuman strength. Oh, yeah. At yeah. least. Uh, yeah, that's uh. So yeah, that's that. Uh, f- uh Fast and Furious Six. Okay. Take a guess. Who gets introduced? <sighs> oh, actually, Fast Five at the end, Letty gets reintroduced. Oh, because right. it's the post credit stinger reveal. where uh, she's still where alive. Eva Mendez, who's one of the characters in Too Fast, Too Furious, apparently works with The Rock and says. <laughs> she says to him, "You're gonna want to take a look at this." And he's like, "If it's not about Toretto, I don't want to know." And uh, she's like, "Look deeper," and it's a photo of. Letty. Michelle Rodriguez yeah. still alive. Interesting. Yeah. So I imagine that's essentially the plotline of the sixth one. Then is her reuniting yes. with the family. Well, and the sixth one. Well, yeah. Go for I, it. You I, take. I, your I guess. would. I would assume from what this movie started with, she has amnesia. Yes. Uh, and yes. so, oh, so wait, is she somehow like a villain to them in this movie or something? Yes. Is that what happened? She's like working for the wrong side. She's working for Jason Statham's brother, as we right. know, um, uh, Shaw. Yeah. And Who played Shaw? Uh, he was just some guy who, okay. who actually I thought was a really good villain. Yeah, yeah. Um, you see him at the beginning in the hospital bed in ah, yes, Seven. Yes, yeah. Yes, yeah, I mean, I don't think he had a name, but I, he was good. He was a yeah. good villain. And his whole thing, though, what, what's so good about Six is that he lives by the code of efficiency. Hmm. If there's a piece of his crew that doesn't do what do, doesn't do well and ends up getting hurt or killed it's that's fine we just streamlined our team mm-hmm. so he is his whole thing is he's not about family right and so it's it's personal yeah but he has he found am, amnesia michelle rodriguez and said this is the perfect creation for my team because i can teach her anything because uh-huh. she's a blank slate uh-huh. and then of course the rock says listen toretto i gotta bring down this shaw guy and you want to help, yeah? Because check out who's still alive. That's Interesting, that and whole that's thing. the bargaining chip yeah. that they have to get him in on it. And the big, the big one is uh, she tried to shoot you, Dom. You never turn your back on family, yeah. even when they turn their back on you. Yeah. Of course not. I would. 
I turn my back on family when they're mean. I'm sure they have a barbecue afterwards and everything's fine. I think there is a barbecue at yeah, some yeah, point yeah. in this one. Yeah. But this one, uh, who who dies? In six? Yeah. Uh, I, I, whoever this Giselle person is you've mentioned a few times. She's out, uh, but another one that happens off camera. She falls into the dark. We'll yeah, see what happens. Interesting. So she may be ma- making her own recurrence. I gotta say, I felt it when she died, though. I was yeah. like, ooh, that's poor yeah. Han. That's uh, interesting. Yeah, th- oh, man. Which brings us to the seventh one where The Rock gets a cast off of his arm by flexing his muscles. Absolutely. Yeah. Because he can heal his bones with anger. Which is like the best thing. That was the, that's the greatest that's thing. That's the best thing, The I only think. thing that would have made it better was if it was just covered in signatures and drawings from his friends that <laughs> we just assume he has. It would be amazing. Oh, and that's another thing about uh, his little cop lady friend at the beginning of Seven that... Uh, oh, yeah, who is that? Is she from she previous movies? She is introduced in Five as the love interest. To, like, Well, The Rock hires her as a translator, mm-hmm. even though in Rio everyone speaks English in Fast <laughs> Five. Uh, and it's funny, he's like, I want this one. And they're like, why her? We have a ton of translators. Because I like her smile. <laughs> so like, he's trying to hit that. Yeah. But she ends up hooking up with uh, uh, Vin Diesel. Oh. And at the very end of Six, when when finally he's like back with Letty, yeah. she just kind of like, listen, I get it. Yeah. Just, you know, backs off. Yeah. Well, her whole thing is her husband was killed. So The Rock knows she's incorruptible. Yeah. And that's why he hires her. Yeah. So she understands, like, if there was a chance that my dead husband was alive, yeah, that's yeah, cool. And yeah. she backs off into the distance. <laughs> Crazy. That was funny. That was a weird experience for me was, like, coming into this movie and, like, there were characters where I was like, I think there's an established relationship here that I don't oh, know yeah. about. <laughs> you know? Well, that's that's kind of how I felt when I first saw Fast Five. Yeah. Because I had seen the others, but I, I didn't have any anything about them that yeah. i knew or felt i needed to know yeah and so you know like when people would show up and die and do this i'm like that might have been a thing well that's I'll, I'll say compliments to this movie is i fully enjoyed it with having mostly none of the context for it you don't really need it i, I don't mean, think so the context throughout the whole thing is always has always just been a crutch to get to the action yeah so even even though it's a more fortified crutch than you'd think mm-hmm. it's still all it is mm-hmm. it's just we're just trying to get these cars out of this plane yeah it's it's wild uh, I will say uh, my, probably my biggest disappointment of uh, Furious 7 would be uh, the lack of Tony Jaa. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's there, but he, he they, they, I don't feel like they fully utilized him to an extent that uh, they mm-hmm. could have. You know, he's, he's such an incredible martial artist. I think what that might actually boil down to, and I know, I mean, it, they it relegated probably boils him to a down tight to a space. lot of things. They relegated that to a tight space. That fight was in a tight space. And I've seen Ong Bak, and i got to tell you, Tony Jaa is not an actor. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Like, yeah, he is yeah, not know, an actor. I know. And I don't think his command of English is even strong You're enough that right you could give him. Too. He had one line, yeah. and even that sounded fucked up and broken. Yeah. I mean, I compared it when we were uh, walking off the train to Jet Li in, mm-hmm. in uh, Lethal Weapon 4. Now, yep. whereas he was a character in that movie, yeah. he was a silent character because mm-hmm. he didn't know English yet. You know, he was just a show. Now, that turned out to be a good showcase for yeah. him. I can't see this launching Tony Ja nah. if he didn't already have yeah. some notoriety. Like we do want to see him. Totally, he was a draw to this movie, but this is certainly not the American jumping off point yeah. that that you know it may it may well could have been in another world. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would give it the same criticism. Yeah, it, it was just it was just disappointing that he was there and not. He did have one good the one really good action sequence though that uh, we thought was silly at first. Paul Walker's at the foot of a staircase, oh and my the camera God, yeah. pulls back like, check out how big this staircase is, and it's kind of clunky and weird. Turns out it's purposeful, yep. because They're Tony Jaa parkours himself to the other end of that staircase, and then surfs the door down while fighting Paul Walker that on the door. That was pretty cool. And you're like, oh, that wasn't a hammy shot. That was actually an establishing yep. 
shot to allow us to understand this next set piece, it just, which is a great thing. It is. In the context of the editing, though, is so funny and, oh, and, yeah. and maybe a poor choice. I'm still not convinced it was a great choice. It's, it's another one where it's... It was clearly a choice that they needed to make, yes. and they made it a, a weird choice. Yeah. yeah, it was it was bizarre because it, the reason it's bizarre is because we just watched Paul Walker come out of like a pretty intense action sequence, oh, yeah. like something really intense was just happening, and then he walks through this door to a staircase, looks up it, and they do this dramatic shot of the stairs, and it's as if this is about to be a much larger, more insurmountable oh, yeah, problem yeah. than the fight he yeah, just had. Yeah, they play it like, how's he going to get up these stairs? Yeah. You know, and it's and it's like this is a man who can do almost anything. Thing but fly. Yeah, he can get up some stairs. And if you put him in a car, I'd be willing to bet he could figure out how to fly. These stairs aren't nearly as steep as the bus he ran up earlier. No, so you know it's yeah. like. But then you know it turned it, out to be an established shot. Once they hit shot. that, I was like, oh okay, I get it now. But it is played with that weird like record scratch. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh oh, stairs. Yeah. Like, yeah, that'll stop him. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, it was so funny. I made this joke, and I I think it's. Like like in reference to the bus sequence, mm-hmm. you know, Paul Walker's in a bus that's teetering off the end, mm-hmm. and his first instinct is, I'll climb outside of the bus, I'll hang off the bottom, I'll climb up and leap up, and you know, everything will be just fine. I got a kid at home, you know, yep. and you know, and whereas if I was in that situation, the second the bus even tipped over, yeah. my thought would just be like, well, you had a good run. Yeah, this is how it all goes down. This, this is how it all happens. goes down. Yep. I die in a bus. Yeah. But no, for them, it's just like, oh, I did this before. Let's do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone will bring a car along. I'm sure of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is an interesting piece of trivia that that I can confirm. In Furious 6, there's a scene where Letty and, uh, and Brian have a conversation. And that's actually the first time in the whole series that they've ever spoken to one another. What? And one of the things about, about Fast and Furious, the yeah. fourth one, is that when she got killed by by these drug runners, it was because she was working with Paul Walker in an undercover sting, you know, in between the yeah. movies. And so he feels responsible for her death and feels responsible for that. So it's like, oh, they have this wondrous history that we've never seen. Yeah. And it, and even though That's I didn't crazy know it until I read the, the fact, first movie. They they never speak That's once. Crazy. And it never occurred to me like when they speak in the sixth one, it seems odd and I never knew why. And when I read that fact to it, I'm like, oh that's why. We we've They've We've just been interacted. told that they have a relationship. We've never witnessed a piece of it. That's crazy. And even in this movie, I mean, they do have like a quick exchange and all yeah. that. But I guess when you're so flooded with characters, yeah. it's, it, things like that will happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't buy that they're any less of friends or no, have yeah, any less yeah. history because uh, you know I've taken the pill. I mean, family, brother, family. family. Good old exactly. family. Do you want to, before we get out of here, just talk quickly about one of our favorite things to talk about in regards to the Fast and the Furious series, which is their fucking titles? Oh, yeah. The, uh, just to run down them real quick, you have The Fast and The Furious. Then you have Numeral 2 Fast, Numeral 2 Furious. Then mm-hmm. you have The Fast and The Furious, colon, Tokyo, Tokyo Drift. Drift. Then you have Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. Then you have Fast 5, and I believe that was five a spelled written out, out 5. Yes. Uh, then you have, and now here's where an interesting one. This is strange. I know it as Fast and Furious 6 because that's what all the that's poster on the box. and box that's art That's on say. the posters, all of that. But the title card just calls it Furious 6. And numeral 6, Numeral right? 6, yes. And then we show up at Furious 7 today, which all the poster artwork for has been Furious numeral, numeral seven. 7. And, of course, the title card is Furious 7, the word oh, yeah. 7. All spelled out. Uh, this is the most confusingly titled series of all time. Oh, yeah. Uh, technically Fast and Furious 6, although that may or may not be its real title, should be called Fast and Furious 2, mm-hmm. if you really want to get technical about the titles of these movies. In a, in a way, Furious 7 is Tokyo Drift 2. 
That's right. I mean, it seems most connected to that one, from Absolutely. what I can tell. I mean, it's it, it plays on the whole series yeah, for yeah. sure. The, and but what I like to think about these titles actually all do tell a story in terms of the production of the movie. Oh yeah, because the Fast and the Furious was actually the title of a movie from the seventies, mm-hmm. and I actually just learned this yesterday. There was an article called Racer X that was the basis for the script, the Fast and the Furious. The so one from the sixties or uh, the one from two thousand one? From two thousand one. Oh okay. And so like I, even though it's not a remake of the. 60s right. one at all the title comes from there you know it's mm-hmm. you know it's just oh that's a cool name for a racing mm-hmm. movie but it was based on an article called racer x mm-hmm. you know like sometimes there'll be uh, uh what movie was based on an article i know spare parts was but that's not even a movie. Uh, there, there's tons of there's stuff been like a that, few yeah. where it's just an article inspired mm-hmm. an idea and did that <laughs> imagine that oh uh, imagine uh, that uh, the writer of that article watching furious seven and being uh, like how yeah. did this happen i know i know uh a good example of that is um what was that movie called with it's um, killing me. aziz ansari and uh um um uh the dude from the social network and danny mcbride's in it and oh, uh, 30 minutes or less yes that yeah. is based on an article uh mm-hmm. that is a, a, a true account of something that happened exactly and yep. th- there's a few movies like yeah. that so this was just a this was a one-off movie. Yeah. And it was a success. It turned out to be a success. It started to spawn like a culture of cars, you yeah, know, yeah. in in some way shape or form. So they figure, "All right, let's franchise it." And at that point it was just pure like gunning for a sequel and so the title tells the story too fast, too furious, yeah. you know. And since it's not necessarily that direct of a continuation of one, I mean, it's a character's there, but mm-hmm. it's just a new story. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just doing that. At the third entry, they decide Paul Walker's too old. Mm-hmm. Let's let's make a season of the witch. Mm-hmm. You know, let's mm-hmm. let's go and just brand the brand, and we'll just make movies about cars. And all car the movies become Fast and Furious. Movies. Exactly, we'll just brand that, yep. and then then we can really do whatever we want. Yep. And so Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift. But then that's not that successful. That's not that successful. So they they cut the deal with Vin Diesel to throw him in there. So now it is officially part of the canon in some way. And it, and it, and it's bringing the family back together, right? So how best well, to bring Well, they discover what what made the third one such a failure is that people are going, I did like Paul Walker. Yeah. I don't care if he's that old. I, I do, you know, I associate Vin Diesel's career with The Fast and mm-hmm. the Furious. So Fast and Furious takes that title back, yep. says that w- once again we are back on point We're with coming being home, a series baby. and doing all that. So there we are. And now... And so all those titles that are different do tell the story of the production. Now, Fast Five, Fast and Furious 6, and Furious 7 are kind of a trilogy in their own mm-hmm. right. But at that point, it was clear, like, people are going to come see these because mm-hmm. they do like this crew. And I would say that that the fifth one was the first one that was made without an end in sight. Right. You know, even the fourth one... Um, oh, the fourth one does end on the cliffhanger of Dom's going to jail and oh, they bust him yeah. out at the beginning of Five. So the fourth one is really where they they have the idea of, and the thing is, the fourth one does end with he's in the jail bus, and then their cars pull out, and you're like, oh, they're gonna bust him out. So yeah. it could end there because yeah. we've they've earned the we're unstoppable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so even then, I don't think there was necessarily necessarily a sequel intended, right. but it was gonna happen. Yeah. But five was the first one where they realize. We can do anything. Yep. People are coming back. We've got ourselves a bona fide franchise ready to rock. And so then the titles stop telling a story, and yeah. it's just a matter of we're just mixing every permutation yep. of digit and spelled out number and the word fast yep. and the word furious. Yep. So th- it's weird to see the 
them tell that story, and that's why they're so fucked yeah. up. But they are fucked up. Titles. It's, it's such a fucked up title series. It's very funny to me. Like I actually get excited to f- to when they announce the title. Oh, of the yeah. next one. Just the to next see one's what... gonna be called like Final Fest. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. then it won't be. Nope. Then there'll be like Final Fest Two. Yeah. And that'll be when we have the technology to actually create a full Paul Walker performance. Yeah. And he's back for one last ride. I'm waiting for one that's just called like Furiously or yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Fastlius uh, and Fury. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think I'm. I think I'm out on on Fast and Furious. Yeah, stuff. I'm. I'm pretty talked out. I mean, I've I've devoted the last three weeks of my yeah. life to just collecting knowledge about these movies and and getting excited. I just for am this. so emotionally drained from what they put me through at the end of this movie. Oh yeah. That, uh, I, I think I need to be done with it. Um, it's uh. I, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I loved movie. it. I absolutely loved it. It was everything that it should have been. Yeah. When six kind of paled compared to five, and I still loved it. Don't get me yeah. wrong. It's the, it's the one behind five, wherever yeah. I decide to rank seven. But uh, it, it delivered on all of its promises. Mm-hmm. And as a send-off for Paul Walker as both a character, as Brian O'Connor as a character, and Paul Walker as... You know, this is the film series we associate yeah. him with. He's been in countless other things, but oh, yeah. this is his thing. It was an absolutely pitch perfect send off. Oh yeah, I, I think it was done with love and respect. Yeah, and when it almost seems like it would be a cynical thing to just be like, "No, we're still making this movie," even though he died. Right. It ended up not being cynical at all. It's a beautiful love. They, they to handled that man, it with love, and and whereas you know, morally, the the right thing to do on the page would just be like, "Let's just stop making fast mm-hmm. movies." They went one further and said, no, let's make the ultimate farewell. Mm-hmm. And that could have failed miserably. And I, for something that has such a gravity, they really seem to have taken it seriously yeah. and, and knocked it out of the park. I, I was thoroughly impressed. Uh, uh, it, it, honestly, the movie that came before it could have been as bad as the original The Fast and the Furious, and I think I, it still would have had the same impact for me. Oh yeah. Thankfully, it was a much more entertaining, cool movie that I do think like very much services Paul Walker very well. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. it speaks very highly of him that it was such a cool movie uh, that uh, is the the send off to him in his career. You know. Now I I just saw it, so I'm not going to partake. But would you like to take a guess to the Rotten Tomatoes, Rotten Tomatoes on this Series movie? 7? So I will say that it is the highest rated one so far. Whoa! Yes. Uh, then it's got to be like a 75 at least. At least. Yeah. It's an 81. Yep. Yeah. 81. Because I know you had told me earlier that Fast Five was the first positively rated one, first and I actually one. assumed that would have been the most highly rated one of all mm. of all of them. I think as time passes, it will. There's yeah. going to be the inevitable "Oh, Fury Seven sucked" backlash. Yeah, you know, there's going to be time is going to you know. I think the reason why I love Fast Five is because it was the moment where it just got rid of any sort of lack of self awareness yeah. and just said, "Let's just have some fun." Yeah, and that was a surprising thing that yeah. shocked a lot of people. And I think that had it on its side, but I think in the same vein, what pushed that from being just schlock to inspired schlock mm-hmm. um, was, you know, was the fact that it was a surprise. I think in the same vein, Paul Walker's death pushes this one. Yeah, it elevates it a little bit. Yeah, you know, to to that as well. So yep. there is some weird off-screen novelty that adds to it. Yeah, and I, I think that's why right now I'm tossing up between which is my favorite. And it's mm-hmm. this or five. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. The, I mean, the, the set pieces in this were, were just so stunning. Like, mm-hmm. Really, really fun, fun stuff. CG enhanced practical effects. Yeah. You know, they did a lot of cool oh, stuff. Oh, there was a lot of good practical stuff mm-hmm. in this, for sure. Um, uh, and actually, it was very impressive that, like, f- for the most part, I didn't know where they were 
sort of uh, having to create a Paul Walker for me to watch. Oh, yeah. And, like, there was times where you're like, oh, that probably could have been. Yeah. But, I mean, to look to look for it is just to cheat yourself out of a movie. It's it's damn near seamless. It, it really is. It, uh, it was very for impressed. all intents and purposes. There is no distracting no. fakeness to nope. any of it. You know. Nope. Yeah. There's a couple points where I was like, oh, I bet that that was a right, fake I, one. Yeah, I had a feeling about it but, a couple you know. of times, but nothing nothing overt, which was very impressive. I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, man, I'm just like sad all over again. I know it's, I, no, it's never goodbye. I, oh my god, dude! And it's he so called him his brother as he was looking him in the eyes. To say goodbye to yesterday. They do this beautiful thing, like the, so. Uh, hopefully, if you're listening to this, we're not spoiling it for yeah. you. Hopefully, you saw this. They do this really beautiful thing in the final moments, and maybe we'll we'll let this be our final moment before we plug and and get out of here. Unless you got anything some, else some you want. Recommendations wanna, and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just our normal closeout, but. Uh, the the very final moment of the movie is is uh, Paul Walker and Vin Diesel taking one last ride together, you know, in separate cars. They're gonna race again one last time, basically, and they take off. and The camera pulls up, and we watch their two cars side by side, neck and neck, as they go down the highway. And then they reach a point where the highway breaks, and one side goes off to the left, the other side keeps going straight. Paul Walker's car just breaks off to the left. Well, you know what you out. know what it is though. Even more importantly than that, Paul Walker's car takes the exit. Yep. And Vin Diesel's car stays on the highway. Yep. That's cool. It was beautiful. It was like, it was, <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. It was truly beautiful. It was really good. Oh, fuck. I'm going to cry. Yeah. Uh, and it, what's so, uh, what was so cool about it is one of the things, like, it, it played on a, a pre established thing that, that actually you're not familiar with. At yeah. the end of Fast Five, it's always like, hey, let's, let's see who's better. Let's have a race. Yeah. And they, then they always peel off and roll credits. Yeah. And it's it's a beautiful thing because they you know they respect each other they have their differences and all yeah. that and in this one it sets that up at a literal crossroads yeah. where <laughs> with for the first time in the history of the film uh, Vin stops Diesel stop uh, it stops at a stop sign actually uses his brakes yeah. whoa those are there yeah. and uh, yeah they just have a moment where it looks like they're gonna have you know a race but instead it's just like we're just saying goodbye yeah and then. Uh, I'm, I'm crying. I, I, dude, oh, I, it really was very, very moving. Uh, and it just made, it just, <laughs> honestly, like it really makes me uh, want to push myself harder to, to make sure that, uh, you know, I am fitting of, of, of an honor like that in death. Absolutely. You know, uh, I, I think that's maybe an important thing we can we can take away from, from his death and, and what they did for him in this movie. There's no cynicism. It was all positive. Yeah. Through yep. and through. Yeah, uh, and you know, uh, R.I.P. Paul Walker for real. Yeah, you know? um, absolutely. Uh, he, you know, he this movie does him well. So he's going to live on in people's memories. Uh, oh, in a good uh, way. Yeah, in a very. Positive and from way. everything I've heard about him and everyone who's worked with him, I mean, of course, it all popped up after he died. But I mean, I guess there was really no occasion otherwise. Seems like a good. The man. one thing that everyone said was like, here was a guy that showed up on set and was not only just an, a professional, but was enthused. Ge- you know, and if we said, guy. hey, we've got to, we've actually got to stay and shoot late today, whereas a lot of people would be like, that's not my kind. I'll be in my trailer. Paul Walker was always the one that was like, "Yeah, I'll stay late today. I'll be here early tomorrow. Let's let's make this the best we can." Yeah. And whether he had the tools to make it the best, he certainly had the effort to do the best that he was he, he works with. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think he's a bad actor nah. necessarily, but you know, it's not like he looks like Paul Walker. I mean, yeah. his deer in headlights look is also part of his charm. Yeah, yeah. I would recommend you watch Running Scared. Uh, all right, I'll check that yeah, out. It's yeah. cool. I've, I've never seen that one. Same director as The Cooler, which was a oh, yeah, I've wonderful seen that movie. Either. Good yeah. movie. Good movie. Uh, that's William H. Macy? William H. Macy and... Uh, fuck, what the hell's her name? She was in History of Violence. I never saw that. 
Oh, God damn it. Cronenberg, That's right? a great movie. Yeah. yeah. That's a... That lady. Yeah. I'll think of it. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, any recommendations? What from, have you seen? Yeah, we have to fire up Letterboxes. Yeah, I got to fire up my letter. So, yeah, quick. Why don't we just throw that plug out real quick? We are both on Letterboxd now. Uh, you can check me out on Letterboxd.com slash Philadelphia. Letterboxd.com slash Dan Scully. Uh, and we both pretty much just review everything we see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so please, please check us out. Um I, uh, in fact, I actually got in a great, uh, not that he will ever listen to this, but uh, I got in a really good discussion about It Follows. Uh, Which we've been plugging this movie for months now, collectively. Yeah, uh, it was great. Uh, the more I reflect on it, the more I like it. Uh, but I got in uh, in a discussion about that um, with a, uh, a reviewer I really like from Chicago uh, on Letterboxd. So that's the kind of opportunity Letterboxd can offer you. Uh, my internet has decided I can't read anything from my. Well, I will. Uh, I will tell you this. Here's a movie that you can actually put. On. It's hardly a movie, and and I don't even know if it's like that great. Mm-hmm. But I found it to be like chilling in its own right. It's on Netflix. It's called Charlie Victor Romeo. Oh and yeah. What it is is a, a theater troupe. I would assume because it's the same actors in each kind of sketch. Mm-hmm. Um, they got black box tapes of uh cockpits of planes that went down. Mm-hmm. And so they've taken these black box tapes, transcribed them into scripts, and then act them out. And it's just a stage that has, and it's darkened, so you can't even tell it's a stage. Mm-hmm. It's just a cockpit, and it is people acting out um, for, in some cases, what are the final moments of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. The way that it's set up is it goes, you know, this plane, flight number, blah, 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 shows you a diagram of the plane, tells you where it was heading from, where it was going. And then the scene starts. Yeah. And the scene always ends with the crash. Lights go black. And then you sit and ruminate for a second. And then it says how many survivors, how many dead, and all that stuff. And so you don't know. Some of these crashes, you're just like, oh, man, I guess that wasn't so bad. And it'll be like, no survivors, 500 wow. dead, you know. And But then some of them, there's some survivors. Some of them, there's all survivors. But it's just, it's compelling stuff because the the actors are, are all... It looks as if they're really trying to capture the the tone of the people who are on the black mm-hmm. box tapes. So it's scary mm-hmm. because there's a couple where it's like, yo, we're you know we're handling it, we're handling it. There's panic, but it's everything's fine. And it's like, no, everyone's dead. Yeah. You know? And then there's somewhere fucking flipping out, going crazy. It's just really interesting. That's interesting. It's only like ninety minutes, so yeah. it's 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 worth checking out. I watched it in pieces, mm-hmm. and it's totally. Uh, piecemeal watchable yeah, yeah but it's on netflix check it out that's Interesting. cool that's uh actually it follows is going to be my recommendation we've nice. been plugging it forever and i finally saw it and uh it was uh excellent i, I the more i think there's so much to chew on with this movie i mm. what I'll, i i the big thing i got in the discussion about with people and and that i think is m- for me most interesting and fascinating about it is its use of ambiguity that's why i would encourage people to go out and see it uh it's a it's a story that um uh, it's not ambiguous to the point of you just won't be able to crack it, mm-hmm. uh, but it leaves uh, some open interpretation to the point where I actually found a great Reddit thread that is like all kinds of interpretations of that movie nice. that I, I would I not would like even to have that. put together myself. Yeah. Uh, in fact, somebody has an interpretation of it that the movie is not at all about sex, STDs, anything like that at all. It is actually specifically about Detroit and the way Detroit has fallen. Mm, uh, interesting. Which is just, you know, that is an interpretation of it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's a really... Really interesting modern horror movie. It is mm. very modern while being very classic at the same time. And Absolutely, it's, it's, uh, it's sort of a beautiful marriage of those sensibilities. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I'd stack it up against it. I mean, I I might because I I was just floored by it. Follows, yeah. 
but it's the same way, the same discussions that I'm having about It Follows. And it's because of that ambiguity yep. where it's like, you know, there there is depth there, but it's more the depth we we ascribe to it yes. because of those purposeful ambiguities. And in that sense, it's The Shining to me. I was going to say uh, the way that that room two thirty seven, room thirty seven, <laughs> room two thirty seven, the way that plays out, and all these discussions where you're like, that's not necessarily there, but it's not not there. Right. I've been having the exact same me discussions too. about It Follows, yeah. and that's saying something. Yeah, I, th- I think it's worth watching on that alone. That mm-hmm. it, it will really give you something to talk about with I've somebody. seen it twice now, and there's still things that I would like to explore more about it. And, you know, for every question I had that I found some closure for, ten more popped up yeah. that are just as compelling. Yeah. it's uh, I, I was fascinated by this movie, and it sort of grows in my estimation the more I think about it. So mm-hmm. I, And I can't... I don't think I can give a movie a higher compliment than that, actually. Mm. Um, so uh, yeah, it's free d- entertainment. It's ninety yeah. minutes of movie, but I've had days of entertainment yeah. based off of it. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's 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 just great. People should definitely check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that'll be my recommend. <sighs> we miss you, Paul Walker. Yeah, we do. We really <laughs> that, do. That is, I am that's, hurt. Yeah, I got nothing else. Uh, but I I'm also like, I'm proud of you. Yeah, <laughs> like that's yeah. the craziest thing. Like, yeah, you used to be meet the Deedles, and uh, now yes. you are forever in the the lexicon of you know, you did it. In the lexicon of, I think, what's going to turn out to be in the lexicon of great movies, actually. These are classics in their own right. Time and place, contextually, these are going to be some of the big action classics, I think, of our generation. I mean, if if The Rock, not the actor, the movie, has a Criterion collection... You know, I, I see no reason why when people look at the way action looks in a few years that there will be... Sh- I mean, of course, you know, the fast movies are derivative of action that came before them, sure. but there are things that they've done that, that are now set in how movies are, you yeah. know, and uh, that's cool. It is cool. Uh, and, and we've very briefly touched upon this, but I'll just say it again. At a time where where there's a conversation about, you know, just representation of diversity, mm-hmm. uh, Fast Five nails it. You know, that is a broad race and gender oh, yeah. uh, uh, representation across it. And it's never something that's outright called attention to. No. And until someone pointed that out to me, it's not even something I really thought about. And that to me is true progress because it's not making a statement outright. Maybe that's the but answer. It's, it's, it's doing it. Maybe you know, that's it's, the answer it's to our it. race wars uh, layer. Yeah. That, that there is a layer there. The layer is we are specifically going to use the term race wars oh, yeah. with a extremely diverse cast. And 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 never bring up it's the fact that, that that it has anything to do with that. There's never a point where 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 I'm like, oh, that's the black guy. Oh, yeah. that's the girl. No. no, they're just they're my family. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? Exactly. But that, I think that's really cool. Yeah, a time that is where cool. where it seems like we're we're gonna go all one way. Like, no, we'll do it with all women this time. Right. Right. Oh, we'll, right, we'll do right. an all black version of this of uh you know like death at a funeral. Yeah. Oh, we'll do, you know and like and that's all great. But this is something that it's not even part of what it's doing. It's just like, here's our story. Yeah. This is who's in it. That's how it's populated. Yep. It's not a, it's not a, a question or, or an issue. It's not pointed to, but it's there. Mm-hmm. It's cool. That is cool. I, really cool. I really like that about it. That is cool. Uh, listen, uh, you can find me uh, <laughs> on. No, oh, it's uh, listen. I, I just I have not. I drained my tank, yeah. uh, uh, so to speak. You need to get about refueled. Movie. I need to get refueled. I'm going to see the transporter. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Philadelphia. You can find uh, me on Letterboxd at Philadelphia. You can find me most places at Philadelphia. Actually, uh, you can uh, check out our show on Facebook.com/slash I like two movie. That's with the number two. Kind of like too fast, uh, too furious. Uh, yes, and uh, at I like two movie uh, because we like two movie movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Dan Scully. You can uh, log on to Cinadelphia.com uh, for a lot of uh, movie reviews that I do. The ones that I'm not tasked with reviewing for them will be on my letterboxd.com slash Dan Scully. Um, 
And uh, most importantly, the Cinadelphia Film Festival starts this week. Yes, it so does. So it's at Philomoca, a variety of other venues. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's April a ton 16th, of awesome Mega film Bad Movie Night is a Mega Shark versus Killer Octopus or something, some shit like that, mm-hmm. with Mystery Science Theater style commentary going on. And after that ends, we have a special edition of Movie Movie Live, yes. uh, Animals Attack Edition. So uh, come out, check yes. it out. Uh, We've got brand new games awesome. this month. We've like we some do really cool games. brand new games this month. Yeah. New games, great panel, and yep. it's. Uh, it's not going to be something you want to miss. No. You're going to wake up and go, fuck, I should kill myself because I missed that. <laughs> you don't want that. No. I don't want that. Uh, come out, check that out. April 16th, Philomoca. CinadelphiaFilmFestival.com will give you more details yes, on that. Yes, that is correct. Uh, so I think that'll do it for us. Uh, all right, my yeah. name is Garrett Smith, and I like to movie movie. My name is Dan Scully, and I like to movie movie. And we all know that you like to movie movie because, because we, we like to movie. movie.